Fly me to the moon. Let me play amongst the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. <laughs> That's my awesome. All on his Why own. Why did you join in, Sonia? <laughs> oh, no. And she's the singer. I, I, I enjoyed that so much. <laughs> that was actually very nice. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was very, very not nice. I'll be here every Thursday. I'll be here every Thursday. I'm not saying it wasn't. He <laughs> came in old. here <laughs> expecting that I was going to do it. And that's I, why. He, he said that on the phone. That yeah. He, yeah. You were going to do it. So of course. See? Absolutely. See I how did. the table's turned? <laughs> You'll do the song at the end of the show. Sure. There's no song at the end of the show. Perfect. I'll do that one. And the dance. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome to the construction. Thank life. you so Thank much you. for having us. Oh, this Thank is going to so be good. I'm so glad that you reached out. And, and then I, we've got a mutual friend, I guess, the Brother Bears. Brother Bears, yeah. yeah. They started working with us and uh, we're working together. And they're awesome. And they told me about the show. And I said, I got to get on here. How did that yeah. conversation come about? Like, how do you. Um, honestly, I think I just seen it on Instagram. Okay. And then I asked him, yeah. They were following me. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's um, we're, right. Yeah, we're that's extremely right. busy with our projects, and we were having to make a decision with the painting because everything that we have is in-house. And I said, well, listen, there's this company. I've been watching their work. They follow me. Why don't you reach out to them, see what they're about? Once Marco saw their social, he kind of saw that they do their social like we do, yeah. and he called out to them, and we did our first project just recently. With Salt them, work. yeah, with them, and, and they're working on the second one already. They're, they've good. been awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. Themselves and works all good, and you guys get absolutely, along. Absolutely, absolutely. We, sh we share like a mutual understanding of how the business should go, and uh, I think they talked a lot about that on their, when they were on here. And, yep. and uh, yeah, we just meshed right away. They're very professional, quick, and when they say they're going to do something, they, they do, do it. it, you know. With Zone Home, we have a mixture of in-house trades. Like, we have in-house painters, but we're, like Sonia said, we're so we're busy. Slammed. We're really starting to try to incorporate, you know, certified trades or zone approved, or what we call yeah. it, kind yeah. of trades. And uh, it's hard to find, you know. But there's a lot more now than what I find there was in, like, five, six years ago. I don't know why that is, but... That's the beauty. Maybe of the it's just construction lucky. business Maybe. owner, right? <laughs> yeah. So this, I think this, I might have mentioned this to you on the phone, where I think it's the first time I'm having a GC and a designer on the same time from the same yeah. company. You guys work together, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exclusively or exclusively? Exclusively. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for how long you guys been doing that now? Three years. three years, three or four years, something like that. I reached out to her. I seen her stuff online, and obviously when we were getting busier. I'm not an interior designer. I'm an architectural designer, but I'm a hands-on guy. I started on the tools, worked with my dad, the whole story. I've been doing this. I've never done anything else. And when it got to the point where we started to escalate, it was getting really hard for me to like pretend to be the interior designer. Most yeah. of the clients mm -hmm. kind of know what they want, but mm -hmm. um, I seen Sonia's stuff. I reached out to her and it was, uh, you know, like Batman and Robin right away. Like well. she came in and, and the jobs went from like looking okay Nice quality is the same, but now they're like, was it a relief? Like for the clients that you were presenting stuff, was it a relief that you didn't have to wear that hat anymore? It was like yeah. when Marco first approached me, I had gone through a really bad project. Oh yeah. With that never <laughs> happens. In no, no, God, <laughs> no. And really us as designers one. are the least protected in the industry. Bad on the scope of clients. Um, just no, it was a contractor. A contractor story. Okay. Um, and it went very, very, very bad. He's known for doing this. Um, and his name is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get and, it. I understand. And for so legal when, reasons we can't. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when Marco called me, I'm like, great. 
great. I already had worked with quite a few other companies that I've already built a relationship with. So at this point, I was just like, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And it was actually my husband that was like, just meet up with him, see what he has to say. Because it, it did, that last project really left a sour taste yeah. in my mouth. It, it really does. did. And to anybody it in construction, does. when something happens like that, it just leaves Yeah, so I sat with him, I talked to him, I got to feel him out, and he's identical to me. Hardworking, you know, really puts 100% into all the projects. A family man, family time is important. And to me, that's important. I want somebody that's going to respect that I do have a family. I work 24-7. You can ask him. I'm getting yeah, text messages yeah. at 11 o'clock, 1 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Did you guys know that you were going to click before you started a job? We Our conversation on the phone went really smoothly, right? Like It, it, it went, went really, really smooth. Well. I mean, we never really talked about this, but I would say that I was a little nervous for... It opened my eyes to something. So essentially, you know, we had a different clientele back then. And now we have a different clientele. And I'm not going to say one's a better class of clientele. Mm -mm. I'm not going to say that. But what I'm going to say is that it did bring in a, a different type of project, bigger projects. But projects where the clients are looking for the tag team. Right? And all inclusive. You know, there's like, do you have a designer? I was starting to get that more and more now. You know, when I started back when I was 19, Things were different, obviously. But right? Are, are clients more. these days throwing the Pinterest and the house boards at you guys? They and are, and that's where yeah. Marco and I have also become pretty selective, right? As far as accepting clients as well, because we have the right, as all business owners as well, to kind of know the clients that really are pretending that they want your help, but they don't because they're watching HGTV. <laughs> What's hard Do you to know what I mean? Yeah, Where they're in it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, right? this is like, you got to give me a, a slight break because I got to do a shout out and just like, uh, sure. I, I normally do shout outs in the yeah. beginning. So I'm wearing Brian's t-shirt. So Brian uh, Target contracting, he's a plumber. He's been on the show before. Check out the TCL link tree for many great and exclusive offers from Black Ladder, Box Gobbler, Bunky Life, Zepp's Gear, and Mud Mixer. And many more offers being added to the tree each week. And don't forget to check out our own TCL shop where you can get official TCL tees, hoodies, caps, espresso cups, and more. It's great being a TCL listener. Hey guys, the building show is coming up in Toronto, November 29th to December 1st. Do you want to go for free? Use the promo code TCL Expo and you'll get a free pass to go to the show. See you guys there. I'll be there. Find serious equipment and serious buyers at the National Heavy Equipment Show taking place April 11th and 12th at the International Center. Be part of Canada's largest heavy equipment show with a massive display of equipment and services. Put yourself in front of thousands of professionals from the nation's biggest industries such as road building, infrastructure, landscaping, snow removal, and beyond. Bring along interactive demos or take part in the gravel pit, a whole building full of aggregate, crushing, and screening equipment. The National Heavy Equipment Show, April 11th and 12th. Contact a member of the show team today to reserve your spot. Find it on Facebook or online at the nhes.ca for details. So I just wanted to do a shout out. And then I got to shout out your deets. And we're obviously going to talk about this whole construction industry through the perspective of a GC and a designer working together. Awesome. So this is going to be a very interesting conversation. And then you brought up the four letter word, which is great for me because <laughs> i enjoy talking about hgtv in such a <laughs> way uh marco manazzoni right 
Yes. And, only, yes, and yes. then Sonia Gilmore is here. And it's Zone with two Z, Zone Homes Inc. Yeah. Uh, and it's zonehomes.ca. And the phone number is 905-906-9152. And now their emails are marco at zone, zonehomes.ca. And then Sonia's is victoriasonia at yahoo.ca. Now the Instagrams, you got Sonia's underscore Gilmore underscore DTPD. And then you got Marco's, which is Zone Homes Inc. on IG. And then Facebook, you can find them at Zone Homes Inc. That's all awesome. of it, right? That's, yeah, that's pretty it. much it. You'll find everything there. How, <laughs> how old? Okay, so that was three years ago, but Zone Homes is not three years old. Mm-mm. No, no. It's how old is Zone Homes? Almost 21 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really did it right out of high school. I mean, I used to work with my dad. My dad worked at the fast school. What was his trade? His oh, trade, oh, he was steel. a carpenter. Yeah, he was in steel, but he was a carpenter, so he... So he's DeWalt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like choosing... Is he DeWalt? Uh, yeah, if he uses what, he uses whatever. Uh, oh, he uses whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's okay, old so school, but, man. But what are you, he's seventy Marco? now? What Just turned seventy. He's seventy. Yeah, is he still swinging the hammer? Um, he works with us. He doesn't work with us. He comes to the job sites and uh, he shows up when he wants. GCs, and he leaves when he wants. Yeah, causes problems and then he takes off. But he probably, <laughs> probably brings the coffee. No. He brings a coffee. He brings a coffee, spaghetti, whatever was left over from dinner the night before. But he, uh, good old days. Yeah, yeah. My dad and I are very, very close, and I owe a lot of everything that uh, you learned everything from him. Yeah, but then it kind of evolved, right? Like, because the things they used to do were a little bit different, right? Like, he would, well, he was working at the Fasco, but he was always hands-on, always doing something. And since I was a kid, I was his right-hand man. Hopefully, my son's going to do the same. But, I, I, uh, I want to say something that I haven't said. Yeah. As much as we get a lot of respect for the older generation, the old dogs in the industry that are still in the industry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they'd be able to cut it if they started in today. No, no. <laughs> for a variety of I'm, reasons. We're gonna, I'm going to get in trouble. Number for one, being, no, number one yeah. being the criticism. Yes, the, the older generation. Yeah. Like, if you try to criticize anything of their work, oh, it's yeah. not going to go well. Like, yeah. you'd You'll be in handcuffs. You'll end up with a shovel with a dent on <laughs> yeah, the back you'd, of you'd be in handcuffs. Like you'd happen. be in jail. The I pride, have, yeah. the amount of pride, where we've become now a society where we have to be able to accept constructive criticism. Whether or not it's right. I whether it's not it right. We have to patrol what we say, how we say it. Absolutely. You know, we have to swallow a lot more than what our parents were. Like you said, if it was one, like if it was but my they, dad. They were not good communicators. No, they weren't. They learned to they become weren't. good communicators. They're good yellers. Mm-hmm. They're good yellers, <laughs> but they, they communicated in different ways. They communicated they with, they wouldn't razz you anymore in the end of the day if they mm-hmm. liked you. Right. Yeah. But to let somebody today to go eight hours with all this razzing going on and then by the end of the day they like you and they're like, Listen, come back tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know if they'd be able to survive that, right? Yeah. I mean Or just even somebody walking into a job site and being like over their shoulder, you honestly, th- I know my father. Never oh, my father would never, never allow that. To- He'd be like, here, here you go. You do it then. Yeah. I'll, you I'll, do it, I'll say right? this though. I mean, they got stuff done. Oh, yes. they did. And, and when they worked, way. they worked. Yeah. When they worked, mm-hmm. they worked. And I would say I was very lucky that I was able to grow up with those guys, but then transition to these guys. And there was like a year or two there where I was too hard on the guys, uh, different personalities. And I had to change. I had to you know, that show about egos I mentioned to you that I really like. That ego is really important in construction because 
in order to grow a company, you have to be able to go away from your, you know, vision sometimes and change and modify it's things. It's never personal. It's never personal. Well, 99.9% of the time. Oh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> right? But, but that work ethic, you can't compare. See, that's what I was just going to yeah. say is that as much as I just said, I don't think they'd survive today if they were getting started in construction. I think, though, I would still choose to be educated or mentored by them than today's generation of GCs. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Because experience will teach you how to do it, but the mindset, the get-or-done mindset, that's got nothing to do with the skills, Mm -hmm. I think. It's got something, there's two things. You have to be a certain type of person to be able to take it and fight through it. And they've been through more, right? Like most of those old guys you're talking about, like my dad came here from Italy with nothing in his pocket, the whole same old story. That kind of molds you of who you are. And it's like, it doesn't matter what happens. We'll get through it type of mentality. Where today, I'm not going to paint everybody with the same brush because I don't want to be that guy that says everybody today is no, way different no, than no. before. But we had it easy. I had it easy-ish. You know what I mean? Well, they made it easy <laughs> for everybody, Yeah, right? that's what I mean. That old yeah. immigrant story is still going on though. Yeah. The only difference is not European. That's true. That's absolutely You're getting a lot true. of Middle Eastern. You're yeah. getting a lot of UK Irish. Like you're getting a lot of those people coming yeah. over here. Yeah, 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 and yeah, they yeah. have that hunger. They have that yeah. work and ethic. And the sense of pride. And pride. they have every right to have it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. all of our parents, I'm sure the three of us can relate. Like my parents also. My dad moved here with not even a job first to try to stabilize something in order for my mom to come over, right? But the amount of pride that it took them to know that they came here with absolutely nothing. Did he go right into construction? My dad, believe it or not, was never in construction. Wow. Never. No, 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 no. no. He was a butcher. So if you needed to hide a body, yeah, if you, you know. I know a couple of butchers on the construction (laughs) site. (laughs) (laughs) No, believe it or not, he was one of the ones, the rest of my family, yeah, you know. But uh, no, he he wasn't. I wasn't, I didn't take after him in that sense, you know, where for me, I was always very artistic. So it's, you know, maybe the way he was cutting his meat was artistic. (laughs) I never really saw a pig go down, but, you know, you never know. Um, But, yeah, it's just, you know, all my uncles and cousins, the majority of them were in construction, right? So it's always it's it's an interesting family dynamic when you got together back. I remember being younger, you would have all the friends, all the different trades. And Mm -hmm. it was just like there was there was a certain kind of person. They were really simple, but it doesn't I wouldn't say it doesn't exist today. I think it's just a different version of it today. And I think we're expanding because Canada is such a multicultural country. Yeah. What I'm concerned about is the homegrown talent. They're not interested in construction at all. You said it. That's a different, like that's been discussed on the show so many times, right? Well, I don't want to get into too much about that, but that's just, I think they're missing opportunities. I think there's a lot of money to be made in this business if you're doing it right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And any like I think it's just the same as any industry, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is that they're still stuck on the social media train and thinking that they're gonna be the next influencer and they're gonna make six figures and seven figures and then Well, you know what, I got an interesting perspective in the fact that I think now I'm starting to see a lot of business students and people that don't have any experience in construction come, to learn coming it. in. Well, not I, I don't know if are they a, coming they, in with a temporary mindset though. That's I don't know. I question. don't know, but I'm seeing I'm seeing that wave where it's like, no, I don't have any background in construction, but I know there's money to be made here, which is kind of good for the industry. Well, I don't like the second statement. Yeah, I like the first statement <laughs> yeah, yeah. because now you're a sponge and I can teach you. Yeah, but yeah. if you can't handle the workload, yeah then we're not going to get along. 
Yeah, right? sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that it's like I'm seeing more of that where before you didn't, yeah, right? It was like that. you were in construction or you started a construction company because your family and there was a background, a generational thing, but there is money to be made. And that's what are my you, point was. Yeah. Are you seeing it because they're watching the feed yeah. and you're getting certain yeah. people saying you could be 17 years old. Great point. And making 30 bucks an hour. And flipping homes and right. Well, I like, read recently there was those uh, group of kids that bought a school. Yeah. They haggled it for down to like $106,000. They bought the whole school and then they converted oh, really? it into condo units. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great idea. And I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. That was done before yeah. pandemic. Oh, really? And I was like, that's just, it was, uh, they couldn't afford a home. So they pulled together, bought this school, and then they converted each of the classrooms into dwellings. And then they left the gym as the gym. Rec area. Some serious permits on that it's one. Smart, but yeah. it's smart. Like, Absolutely, I mean, these are yeah. structures that they, you could do this. It actually works really well. That's just kids being, that's where they have the advantage. And I don't think that the old dogs would ever think that way today. <laughs> Yeah, Actually, I just wanted to go down. Yeah, that no, path, de- definitely, and I think that I think that's true. But I think it goes down to mindset where a lot of the old dogs just want to work. You know what I mean? It depends if you're talking yeah, GCs. Or, there, uh, there was a lot more of the people that wanted to just work. Tell me what to do. I'll dig this hole faster and 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 better than but anybody is there else. No, is there more planning than working in construction today? Today, yes, it's all planning. You have to. it's, all, it's planning. all planning. I mean, this whole business, we're able to do so many projects with. Because the, the, of planning. Because of planning and the structure that we use. And I spend more time on putting together systems than anything else. And right. communicating it, with our clients. Communicating. You know what? There's one thing that I was thinking about driving down here. And it's like construction, there comes a certain point when you get to a level where it's the doing should be just there. Obviously, you if some you hire somebody to do a, a main floor renovation, it should just be there that you're going to do it right. But it's the process and the service that you're selling. That's what we got to compare companies with, right? Unfortunately, you are going to get the company that comes in that doesn't know what they're doing. I think, but they're great at sales. But they're great at sales. I used to think. I used to think fifty fifty. I used to think that it was fifty construction swinging the hammer, fifty the business side of things, right, and building relationships. I think I'm skewing more now to sixty forty on the business side. I think that. um, I guess yeah, yeah. If you have the right team. The work is easy. Like there's nothing better than getting on a job site and seeing professional tradespeople do their work. Mm-hmm. It's magical. Like mm-hmm. you, even me, like when I'm there and I know a few things and I see it and the way they work and how efficient they are. And I pay attention to certain, I pay attention to all trades, right? And I just look at how they dissect and work the project and do the scope. It's magic to me. Mm-hmm. So that's a given. That's done. The problem is that you should spend that same effort on the business side. On the business side, yeah. The service. Consciously. Mm-hmm. And, and, and zone homes, I mean, just to kind of talk a little bit about us, is exactly like that. My The doing was a given. You had to know how to do You saw job. where the holes were. The holes were in the industry, right? Yeah. And, and and I think 10 years ago, the service sucked, and it was all communication. Um, when you were doing a bathroom rental, and that's a small job, but look how many things, plumbing, electrical, tile, everything, how the tile ties in. That magician that ties in, like you said, it's magical. That, that site super project manager, and shout out to my guys. I mean, we're, as many we're, as we're, as we're as like family. Yeah. Uh, Dan, mm-hmm. Tony, Mitch, they're my pro- Like, we're family. We're a unit. Without Mitch. them... Yeah, Mitch. He's not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but neither is Tony. Tony's Tony Croatian. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. And Dan's Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I could believe that. Yeah, we're no Italians, right? So I mean, there's one one Italian's enough for the uh, for the crew. But shout out to them. Like 
our growth from six guys to 10 guys to our network's over 60 now. You know, not just in-house, but our whole network. And you have to surround yourself with good people. And that ego thing, and that's where I kind of go full circle. When I was listening to that on the treadmill there, I'm like, you know what? I did have an ego when I was young. We all. I had a bad ego. I thought I was the best at everything. And then I started working with guys that were specific to something. I was a jack of all trades, and I wanted to be the master of all. Um, but it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And, and, and I had to get to a point where I had to learn how to do business. And I put all that same effort that I put into learning all these different trades into business. And that's when things clicked. Things changed. And I surrounded myself with awesome people. And, and we're a team. It's not well, my You saw are. where the faults of you yeah, were. Absolutely. And you filled those. Absolutely. And it's even preparing. Like Marco and I, even aside from the clients, even when we have a meeting... I'll sit there and I'll turn to Marco. They're going to doubt that tile. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. You, you saw them. It. They were fit. And I could sense it. We're already doing damage control behind the scenes. <laughs> like we really are. Even if something had for in order for it to run so properly, especially during COVID with getting products was a was bloody insane. nightmare. The amount I was having to redesign the same space three to four times because by the time even somebody had told me that they had the tile, it wouldn't even show up to the job site. It became magically unavailable. <laughs> you know, everybody and, went through it, right? It was uh, and yeah. Marco and I were already behind the scenes, being like, "Okay, this tile's not in stock. We're not going to tell the client yet. We don't want them stressing out. This is why they hired us. Is we're a full service renovation company. They don't want to worry about this crap. Let's find something that's almost identical that we could already bring forth to them and say." The one that you fell in love with is not available. Here's your second option. You know, we're trying to make the process smoother for us because the happier the clients are, the better our projects are going. Yeah, what goes hand in hand with what we were saying to build a company that, you know, that bathroom we were talking about to kind of finish on that topic is the fact that you would hire a company and then this guy says, go get your own material. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I need. You'll lose jobs that way. And we're finding that in a nutshell, clientele now, because of HGTV and Pinterest and all the things that you mentioned, they, their expectations and they'll first full circle here on the the older generation, that expect that, that whole package that didn't exist 10 years ago. You know, there was the options, the the options. There's not, there's so many options. But the problems that like they've created, all those platforms have created, there's never a realistic dollar value to attach to it. 100%. a single image. No, 100%. and sadly, as a designer, I'm going to tell you right You're now. You're the one that has to deliver the bad news. It's not only that. No, just she makes the, me ju- do that. <laughs> I do not. You guys as a team. But just in our job description already, designer, the minute they meet with me, they're just like, great, she's going to find $3,000 light fixtures. She's a designer right? They're not looking at me as if initially until they get to know me. And then they start ask Marco, they're almost shocked. They're just like, wow, like she's all about budget. They'll send me images of something and I'll say, no, that's way too pricey. Give me a few minutes. I will find the best quality for cheapest. Even when we sat down and I, I have developed some beautiful relationships with other companies in the industry where it's that Typical old-fashioned, you know, where it's, I feed you, you feed me, right? Let's work together as a team. I don't go in there with my nose in the air being like, well, I'm a designer, (laughs) you know? No, it's not. I have clients coming in. 
I, I transfer my whole discount because what a lot of people don't know is that if I bring somebody into a store, the designer gets paid because really I'm doing their job. Yeah. I transfer it all. It's only making our projects look that much better. And they are paying me my hourly rate. Why wouldn't I want them to have a better quality couch, a nicer light fixture? It's all those jewelry pieces that are making our renovation look magazine worthy, which is what they want. That's what they want on a budget. And I disagree with it. I don't want a magazine worthy Pinterest house, social media worthy Mm -hmm. renovation. I want a functional working proper to my interests. They still want that. But we live in a world where it's all Jones is showing off. (laughs) It's all about and and just them even being proud of that space. Right. And we use it. Uh, oh live yeah it, work it mm-hmm. abuse it yeah, yeah. get it worn and torn so then we can come back and fix it yeah right? <laughs> well, to be honest our, all our renovations if you look at it yeah they've got the nice you know bells and whistles and mm. you know they they look stunning but it's all about functionality we're not that type of team that is just where it's going to look like the Taj Mahal where you walk in you're not going to want to sit anywhere I'll go to a museum if I want to go to a (laughs) museum no we are working with our clients interests but at the same time we're also I try to push them out of their comfort comfort a little bit and the way we even do she does it I do it pretty good I do it pretty good and that's what I was worried about remember when at the beginning of this you're like you know when you called Sonia what was your what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. My biggest worry, and I don't think I finished that, my biggest worry was how the clients were going to act because I was so used to dealing with the client like yourself that was just functional, make it really good quality. The look wasn't as important. Like 10% look, 90% quality. Now with all the Pinterest and all the pictures, it's, it's balancing out. it out. And, and I'm getting clients that come to me now, in the last two years alone, I've got calls, that initial call where it's like, do you work with a designer? I never used to get that. In, in fact, back then, if you're working with a designer, I would lose job because they thought we were too expensive. Mm-hmm. So there was a transition there that happened in the market, and we were just lucky at the same time to get together. And now, why wouldn't you work with us? Transferring the discounts, that's something that some business owners that are probably listening is and why would they do that? Because a lot of designers make the money on that. That's their yeah. connection, right? Yeah. We decided to do that because, I mean, first of all, we want to get keep getting bigger. We want 60 to turn into 70. That's our whole point. We want to work on production. We want to give quality. We want to give the magazine and the function for an affordable price. The only way to do that is to follow the model of production. Right, you're not going to get rich on every job, but you could do okay if mm-hmm. you're doing a bunch of jobs. Well, there's right? different levels of worth, for sure. Yeah. So I've always said, and there was a lot of projects in my early days that I did because I just wanted to be challenged and I wanted to push certain things. Yeah. So you may not have earned the money attached to that, but mm-hmm. you earned the lesson attached to that oh, and take yeah. it to the next project and the visibility, right? yeah. like yeah. for people to see your. And work. you're inspiring other people to try it out, and they go, "Well, he tried it; it worked." It from their first 10 years is lessons i didn't make that's all it is no i think i I owed the government one hundred and fifty (laughs) thousand dollars. that's all done with i paid you no but it's he'll laugh like we'll have a meeting and he will kind of just look at me confused and be like how did you get them to do a pattern floor but what marco and i also do differently is we actually 
Don't miss it on huge savings. Visit goiguide.com slash shop and use promo code TCL podcast to get deep discounts on an iGuide system. Everyone loves swag and I love giving it away. So if you're listening and you're interested in learning more about iGuide, shoot me an email, rjohnston at planetar.com or a message on LinkedIn and I'll send you free swag just for saying hello. I've got free t-shirts and toques and I can't wait to give them away. I've also got special offers for TCL listeners, so it's worth your time to reach out. Do the renders together in front of the clients. Yeah. They're actually visualizing and seeing their vision come to life. So you could tell me till I'm blue in the face, pattern floor is going to look great. Oh, is it? Show me. They can't visualize. Exactly. And the minute they're like, wow, that looks so good. And he's like, I don't know how you do it, man. Like, I don't know how you do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a worry, right? Because you'll get like a six-year-old couple. And yeah. Sonia is like showing them like really modern Things design, I, and I'm like, this is something I would never do. They're they're gonna look at and they're buying into it. They're yeah. buying into it, but and the reason they are, and I'll, and it's it's that collaboration. We are very unique in this sense. When I was younger, um, when I first started to kind of get traction, there was a software out there called Punch Design. I don't think they're around anymore. Okay. And um, I remember my dad; he was my biggest. My biggest fan, biggest, the wind in my sails, as you would say. And we would try everything. We wanted to be the home renovation company, the place that you called if you need a home renovation. So I said, Pa, you know, this 3D design stuff is really taken off. And back then, the software was not, wasn't good. But I bought it, nice sat day and night, and I learned how to use this software. At the same time, a company called Chief Architect was joining the the the. the crew of of products and uh Are they still around? yeah chief we architect use oh, yeah. i use them okay. religiously they're, i remember seeing them early in my career yeah, yeah. Yep. i became an expert at design uh, expert at using the product right so essentially i can design a whole house in front of the client so we have a tv set up sonia's there we have the showroom with the model so we take a process that used to take us two months of back and you know but he's old school and he's not understanding that like you telling him 3d he's probably thinking bra size (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah he was against it he's like just work just work just i'm like no dad people have to see it luckily that's exactly where it came out and that's where you have to go so it's it's like it's it's a give and take i think both generations bring value but then they also bring some negativity attached to it mm-hmm. too oh yeah yeah everything everything was wrong until it was right then it was his idea yeah that's how that's the truth I, I, <laughs> I know i don't know if it's you guys or if yeah. you guys implement this but the, the majority of the industry is like this where you schedule a site visit to come on the site and discuss things with the client you're paid for your time but you schedule a site visit to come on the site to speak to speak to the clients your time is not paid um we've actually switched it we I don't go to... I don't know a single GC that bills for a site visit that's out of scope. So so I, I, I'm going to have to field this one. Um, it depends on the project. So with our company, in order to grow, we do smaller projects and we do larger projects. Okay. Um, from full home remodels, additions, right down to if we get called for a powder room, we do it, which is pretty rare because a lot of guys are like, ah, I'm not gonna, it's I'm not too small for me. Time. But my goal was to but hire you know design you can do in a powder room. <laughs> I know she I loves it. Yeah, <laughs> I, love. I, know. I know. So, so, so you're absolutely right. You can't charge for especially the smaller jobs. There's no budget in it, and it'll scare the client away. But are and both so the designer and the GC are not charging for a site visit for a small job. I'm not on the site visits. He's kind of weaning. She's not he's on the he's kind of weaning them out. And to be honest, we're already weaning them out just by 
feeling them out prior to the site visit. Yeah, you know, can kind you know of your feel, audience. Like, I mean, yeah. I'll go. It all depends, right? So what the, I made some changes when we started getting busier because I'm only one guy and everybody wants to talk to me first, right? So essentially what I did is I set up a call. And during that call, I'll spend an hour on the phone talking about it. I tell them to send some pictures in. And that has been working, not with the older generation, but they are starting to turn. Because I do take the time to make them understand. It's like, you know what? Anybody can come with an iPad, walk around for 10 minutes. There's so much involved. So I explain to them more on our process. Our process is our bread and butter. That in showroom design consultation where we can draw your space and design it in two hours and show you exactly what it's going to cost and modify that cost. So we're not only designing your space and what it's going to look like, but we're also designing your budget. So I can't tell you how much it's going to cost. I can, I've done bathrooms for $20,000. I've done bathrooms for, we're doing one now, it's eighty well, ninety thousand $90,000. No, no the price. the no. same thing, right? right? So no, so knowing your audience, no, I don't charge, I don't go to every job though. I'll go to the jobs that, you know, that, but, but uh, you know. But industry standards though, the designers will always charge for a site visit. The GCs will never charge. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But she, well, Sonia will get involved when we already have a design uh, contract in agreement already, well right? they, yeah they've already agreed they've to already go agreed, forth yeah. with the renovation but you have a list of how many i guess hours of shopping that are attached no so the way marco and i have done it is he out of pocket includes me in two of the meetings well the client plays yeah d- and well the <laughs> client no you, out of budgeting it out of the budget yes meetings, yeah that's right? what i mean so out of the budget in those two meetings sometimes it's consolidated into one depending like if we're doing a whole main level we're in the office we've already been there for two hours we're like let's just get this wrapped up let's get this let's you know solidify everything now all our selections anything above and beyond that that they need which is purchasing light fixtures that we're actually selecting the tiles already on site with those meetings because I am nonstop on the road looking for new and upcoming stuff, newer trends, older trends yes, that are coming full-time back, full-time yeah. job shopping as it is. But what I'm doing and people don't realize is I'm weaning out all those shopping days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by the time we're done our meeting, we've already selected countertops, hardware, tiles. If they need my services above and beyond that, which is, light fixtures, furniture, all of that kind of stuff, then is when I start docking their hours. Yeah, but that makes sense because that's not technically construction. Right. Correct. So hard materials like tile, flooring, wall color. Light fixtures is a gray area. But even though I'm, if some couples, what we've started to notice are just like, no, we don't mind buying our own mirror and light. I'm still being the project manager behind the scenes. Marco and I are talking, like even the, when, what was it? Morrison, just the other day, Project Morrison, how yep. the wrong tile showed up to the site. And, you know, it's the boys communicating with me. It's us with our group yeah, chat. She, she's with included our, in the project I'm included in the project the beginning to end. Yeah, yeah. But as far as physically going shopping, it's whether or not the client wants it. And I'm going to be honest, you would be shocked. You would think the older generation would just be like, no, no, it's well, going to they, be. They're they, the ones that are just yeah. like, yeah, please pick <laughs> out my light fixture. Please pick Which out my mirror. it never mirror. used to be like that. And, and that's what scared me. Like that. I'm like, oh my God, if I get, if I do it this way, I'm all in. Am I going to lose no, a whole circle of it's gained quite a bit of it's clientele. It's, it's actually worked in reverse. Has every client come to you guys already with a list of suggestions? 
Yeah, uh, on majority, some, I would say. Anybody show up blank slate? Really up to you? To be honest, to yeah, be honest, uh, yeah, most blank slate. When they know that most of our clients are word of mouth and they've looked us up online, and I think we do a good job of, you know, explaining who we are. And a lot of people do the research now. It's all out oh, there. and they're, they're and looking at they're our They're not going to come to us knowing how we do things with too many suggestions anymore. They're verifying. That's all yeah. it is. Bef- By the time they're speaking to them. Before they, yeah. yeah, they know Sonia's a designer. Are they going to come to Sonia with a whole list of things that they want? No, what they do want, they kind of keep that in their back pocket. They want to hear they what They want to hear what I w- have to say. And all like, of a sudden, that list goes from 100 things to 200. And then they'll, sometimes they'll even say, we become friends with our clients. We They're do. Very, very good. We treat them like, like family. Know, we, and we, that's we important. To dinner with our clients. And then they'll be like, you know what? And preferably rip that paper away and go like, okay, yours is way better, right? Obviously. We spent a year thinking about this and you took 20 minutes and oh my God, this is beautiful. Like that that feature wall we did the other day. You're professional and they're not. Yeah, but And it's hilarious because sometimes he'll just be, we're working on the render and they'll just... He'll say some, well, what do you think, Sonia? And he looks at me, yeah, Sonia, what do you think? (laughs) You know, like sarcastically, like being, I just said it. But they need to know that the both of us are unified and on the same page in order them to feel that they're making the right decision. Only one client in all the years that we've worked together, the three, have I said to him, Marco, I love working with you. I ain't doing this one. And he kind of looked at me shocked. (laughs) He wasn't at the meeting. She, She knew what she wanted. She knew what she wanted. She wanted me to select everything in order for her to feel that she had select. She wants to be a designer, and she made that very clear from the get go. It's hard for hard for us to to give her what we're the best at. We, we we're the best at pulling things out and showing you something that you can't see, right? But when you have too much in your mind, but you're not happy with what you chose, then why? Are you even bringing that to the table? It's yeah. hard to explain, but it's it's did better you to come do to the job. He did. You did, right? Which no, no, no don't say no. That. <laughs> don't <laughs> say talk to me later. No, because no, no, I no. don't know. There's so many. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it. All I'm gonna say is it went exactly how I predicted. Oh wait a minute! It went exactly how I. That predicted. was a nightmare, and yeah. that was and they're beginning. And it's of not a that it's it's a bad client or it's I you you know when somebody knows what they want. And they're not willing to bend on that because they're... But isn't they're that a good thing? Because now you can just deliver and then, okay, fine. No, like that, I, that I knew it to... was going to be combative. That was the okay. problem. Because right? she wanted your job, right? She wanted to, I right. guess, the credibility of it. Right, because some people take pride where they're like, no, I watch these But these I shows think I think we're everything. leaving the most important thing out because we deal with clients. I think we're leaving the most important thing. The most important thing was she was rude. And that's, that's, but that was the hard thing. If she, cause we have clients, now that I think about it, we have clients that are pretty, they know what they want. They know what they want. Yeah, and we we're work there with to them work just with them. fine. We work with them just fine. We'll tweak things just a little bit, sometimes change this wing of the house totally, but their idea for the kitchen was good. And we just tweaked it and added. And at but the end of the day, we have to give our clients we, we have, what yeah, they want. We, we can like, deal with anybody, but this client was like, not necessarily, not where it's going to jeopardize. I listen. <laughs> Marco knows I would never, ever, ever staple my name to something I'm not proud of. Ever. Well, and that's I will the never thing, compromise right? yeah. on that. I know, but that's, see, that's where we have to take out our opinion because it's mm-hmm. not our house. 
Right. That, yeah, that's where it's hard. Home. Yeah, that's no, where, and I'm I've not never saying always agreed with their style. No, their for choices sure. And things like that. No, and there's tons of projects where their selections wouldn't be mine, but it's not my home. Yeah. What I mean is how things are done structurally in order to appease what they think mm-hmm. would be functional. Where I know, he knows from a stand design point, architectural point, construction point, it is not something that should ever be done. That's what I mean. But you know you're dealing with clients that, for the most part, this is like their first major renovation, whether it's a yeah. full gut or if it's yeah. like a kitchen. Or and it's a learning mask. process. But they already have it in their head that every time they wake up in the morning, yeah. I really need to go here yeah. to take care of brushing my teeth. And so I want, I, I'm already mentally designed. Oh, so I guess space. we should mention, like the space planning is done before Sonia comes in. Sonia deals with the materials. Uh, that's my expertise. But the client is bringing their version. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I listen sure. to them on that yeah. completely. Where I'm like, I'm a firm believer. Like I design a lot of kitchens because we do have a cabinet company, Sharp Cabinetry, and the design company launch. And then Sonia, there's a bunch of different. I know of Sharp. I've spoken to Sharp. Before. That's us. That I own that company with Dan. I don't think they've been here. Because, no, no, no. But we will but be. I think, I I think Dan I, will come. Tom, I eh? spoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember speaking to him years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Probably on a we've been, a, we've been around for like seven. Sharp's been seven or nine years, something like that. Yeah. But Sharp was designed. So Dan, my partner with Sharp, also one of my project managers. Um, we do all our cabinets and all. So we design a lot of kitchens. But when it comes to kitchens... Designing a kitchen like the triangle and stuff like that, I stay away <laughs> from that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even... Listen, there's, there's trigger words on this show. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there's Uh-oh. trigger words. Uh-oh. There's work triangle. That's a trigger word, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Because I think it's BS. Big I, time. Big time. I, I, uh, shaker. Panel, I'm sorry, but I don't, I'm not a fan of shaker. Yeah, yeah. Glass block. I can't stand. I don't understand. We were it. taking some out today. No, on the job. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, there's just certain trigger words, and HETV is another trigger word, right? Okay. It's just because I don't... It's false representation oh, yeah. of the real construction industry. Oh, that's absolutely. Why I, don't like it. Clients, I don't think yeah. there's a single show on HGTV that's showing what we really go through. If you guys can name one, let me know. I you know what? what? You're absolutely right. Tell me one that's show what, that that's what I want to see. A real reflection of construction. None. None. They're all, you know. They portray. They portray. Portray. Yeah. They portray. I don't know of any shows. I, I don't. And, and, and showing the real day to day. There was one show, and, and um, it was the something millionaire. The guy was, I forget his name, and I watched them all, and he was Steven really Kanuka. awesome. Yeah. That guy, I'm, I can't GC find it. in New that York going guy. in there meeting the old man. Yeah. Where the business came from, and him coming up with new ideas, and he's talking to trades, and he's solving problems, and I'm like, yeah, that's um, real. A model change of Zone Homes was based on him. Like, I read his book. I, I've, I follow I him. I met him. He's a super nice and, guy. And then he kind of, yeah. I, I don't see his shows anymore. I don't know. Oh, I think he got sick of it. I think he got sick of it, but he was, <laughs> he was a real dude. Yeah. I, I liked that guy a lot. I'd love to meet him one day. He was exactly like me on the go going. I think he, he had still the goes shot. out and, and does some of the trade shows. You probably see him at, IDS I see that. Yeah, I see that, but I try to like get that. his shows online, but, but no, I, I, like I think he out. only did two or three seasons of it. And I think he was probably done with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think most too much. people would be done with it. That's why I acquired the cabinet company because of that show. But you're right. That show was their closest. It was real. It was real. You see him driving to the job sites, doing the thing, the problems, dealing with the clients. Everybody's different. Talk to you about that client. Why is different? Yeah, you don't see that in HGTV. Designers that you guys know, or yourself included, and contractors that you know that watch the TV shows. 
I watch well, Renault shows. I'm sure a lot of people will make fun of me to say that I do, but I always did. Like I, I watched Homes on Homes, and I know there's a lot of good and bad there. But when I was 19, um, that was really kind of, an, and I'll say it. I mean. I watched it every night when I came home. I was working on bathrooms. I a bit. watched the first season. I, I, I watched it. You know. And yeah, there were some things that were iffy. Now, if you go back, and this is the, the, a lot of the older guys that, uh, Mike Holmes, this, Mike Holmes, that, and they'll go back in time. But that was 15 years ago. Obviously, the products and the way it was. Done. Yeah, it was a long now, time. Right? But yeah, I, I watched that. And obviously, Brian and stuff like that. I watch him a little bit. Um, but again, they became more shows. Like I liked Homes on Homes because they were doing the work. The first season. The first season. Then it turned into uh, something that I wasn't interested in. Um, but uh, but I'm sure you've had clients come to you. I oh, saw yeah. this on TV. Man, Mike Holmes sure. does it this way. Yeah, I'm like, sure. that was that 10 whole, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's a matter of like, I'm, I'm living and breathing it every day. Yeah. It's not that I don't watch certain ones. Are I there do. more design shows on TV? There yeah. are, yeah. yeah. But I, to be honest, I prefer looking at renovations on social media, watching the before and afters and those those reels of how something visually from this little space is just, you know, for me, like, like I said, I don't have a lot of time where I'm not working. The last thing I want to do when I'm at home is watch five hours of what I'm doing all day long, right? So, it's it's not that I don't enjoy them. There's a lot of designers that I follow, a lot of e e construction, you know, contractors, I, and I love seeing their work. And we all can give each other a pat on the back. We all do work differently. Yes, some, like you mentioned, don't do work the way they should. Those aren't the ones that I relate yeah. to. I mean, I always have um, it on the background. Like if I'm in yeah. the office, I got a TV in my office. See, and I here's the thing know. with me. When I got into construction, I never outsource the creativity and what i no. mean by that is i never look towards tv or social media to be inspired by ideas mm -hmm. i'm i'm of a generation that um i appreciate someone actually singing on a song you know what i mean instead of auto-tune oh yeah me you know too what I'm yeah, like, absolutely yeah. like nobody I, you can't name maybe adele you could probably name one original artist of today yeah, that their vocals sound exactly like that in real life. Everybody else is manipulated, right? So yeah. social media, Pinterest and health and everything like that, they're all filters of ideas. But why can't people go out, walk in nature and see something and be inspired to build something from that? Yeah, that's because not everybody is artistic yeah. like the three yeah. of us. And but so that's not artistic. It is in a way. Consumption it of is a, of an environment. And that's what I think a home is. And I, mm -hmm. I want to ask you guys, what's the most important room? For you guys, but what's the most important room for clients? For me, in my home is a kitchen. Yeah. I'm kitchen? a cook. Yeah, kitchen. I'm a sure. cook. We host all the time. For me, that is. She never cooked for me yet. You're a liar, <laughs> liar. You could Uber it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm a good cook. He what's the uh, What's the most important room for clients? Um, kitchens is kitchen. pretty much up yeah, there. Lit up there. To be honest. Anything that they can entertain in. A lot of people, I think, since COVID has changed the way they want their flow of their home. What we started to find is they do want that entertaining space again. Whether it's now an open living room kitchen where it's perfect for entertaining or renovating their basements. A lot of people, especially new builds, were leaving those basements just unfinished. They can't afford the renovation now. Yeah, that too. It's a lot more expensive but now than But we're starting to, yeah. to see... 
a lot of people building that extra space down there again. Those bars or Airbnbs, apartments, a lot of two of our projects, families moving in together. You know, things are getting expensive. You're starting to see... splitting the dwelling? No, no. Well, you know what? Well, we are like the Project uh, King. Uh, yeah, that, that one was. Yeah. It's a complete uh, apartment and it's quality, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, spray foam, insulation on the, like we went all out. Now, it's one, uh, one building, uh, what, different apartments? Or? Well, essentially, it's a walkout basement. Okay. And they moved from, I think, Nova Scotia or something like that. And mom's living in the basement. Kids are living upstairs. Young, young kid. A lot they, of people They're are just kind of condensed, that. right? And But her thing was she went from like a 4,000 square foot house. And she's like, if I'm going to do this, it yeah. has to be top of the line. So I'm like, okay, forget the materials. Let's talk about what goes behind the walls. Insulation, um, heating. All of that, and then that's where she's like, "Okay, I need to talk to you," and that's what we did, right? But that job's like one hundred and fifty, hundred sixty thousand dollars. But that's the price of construction. Yeah, yeah. I know. And then it, they think it's not, but I'm like, this is not just the basement. Like I'm changing the whole envelope here, putting an uh, egress window, like yeah. tons and tons, tons of work, right? But so that's what I wish that these platforms would actually educate the consumers. Yeah, like I know House puts the stupid price tags on certain items yeah. that you can click on and yeah, then find yeah, yeah, out yeah, where yeah. you buy that. That's their business model. I they get still it. don't sure, sure. know how to get there, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it, it, they just think, you know, we've done lots of low-bearing wall removals, and they just think that it's, okay, well, you remove the wall. They don't realize the type of construction that needs to go into making sure that everything is supported. Do clients understand the lack of freedom that you're going to have in open concept store building? Well, I'll actually that you'll just hear the kids playing video games. Yeah, you'll hear the conversation. That's coming up house. for me more so right now. Um, I'm dealing with a, even myself. I have two young kids at home. If you work in the trades, maybe you're a plumber, a framer, or an electrician. You need to check out Black Ladder Workwear. Their work clothes are tough, functional, and durable, much like you might find in high-end outdoor gear, but it's designed specifically for work in the trades. They put a ton of intentional thought into their products, everything from knee pad inserts, zip-off utility pockets, and reinforced inseams. They've got it all. Visit blackladder.ca forward slash en forward slash tcl to learn more and take 15% off your order by using code tcl at the checkout. Adrian and Emma, how are you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Than. Jennifer, how love you. They? Um, they are four. Emma just turned four and Adrian's turning two in January. So he's... Uh, they're not listening to podcasts. No, I'm a construction They podcast. will one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're good. One day. One Mine's day. in school. She's definitely not listening. Not listening? No. no. But um, so they're young and we have an open concept home. Um, high ceilings. You can drop a pen and they can hear everything. So we're actually put a door, everything that was open, we're putting doors in. So a lot of clients, and I had a client uh, today, we were at Lauren Park here in in Mississauga and um, they're looking to put a wall in. That was the first time- I like rooms. In the last 10 years where it's like, you want a what? (laughs) So I walk in and I'm like, oh, it's nice. It's open concept already. Put Every some job pocket is doors. put some pocket yeah, doors and all then of a sudden they want to feel open. Back. Do a yeah. double pocket door. Put larger openings. And I like rooms. It's just yeah. like, I like the separation. The mm-hmm. separations are nice. I mean, I understand the way it w- was before. Like they really wanted, and still now that open concept. The younger generations like that. I think they start to learn the, the things that are not so good about open concept. And 
but I think they still want, like, I don't know. That's, that's still, tough. The majority I'm starting do. to see it, but the majority still does. Right. And I love it. Cause I mean, we have an in-house engineer, um, Joe Seymour from, uh, Seymour home inspections. He's awesome. He was by my side since I was nine, taught me so much about structural modifications and he's on every one of our projects. So we love load bearing wall removal. Yeah, Just you guys know how to tackle well, it. We love mm-hmm. it. We love it. It's great. I'd and, love to and, see a client and, come at you guys and say, listen, we want an o- open concept bedroom floor. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. <laughs> we haven't done that. Those, those are the lofts. So much, yeah. make all the bedrooms yeah. completely open. It's just you know a what bunch I of find. Like an orphanage. <laughs> what I do find with open concept, the reason they're also wanting it is back then the kitchens were so small. Yeah. Like one of my they first were. homes, I had a galley. Though. I had a galley mm-hmm. kitchen, and I wanted to light it on fire <laughs> on a daily basis. How small was it? It was tiny, and I couldn't open a up a drawer with somebody. Small? No, it was in Waterdown. It was, you know, like a back split. It's probably but bigger than mine now. No, it was not. <laughs> like, but so for functionality, what I mean is, for me, I'm talking about my space. My my dining room is separate from my kitchen living area, and what separates it is a beverage station and our yeah. pantry. I like you, I actually prefer that it's separated, my dining room. We don't use it all the time. It's a pretty room until do, we're hosting, yeah, yeah. right? So I do, but I cook a lot. I have a lot of stuff in our kitchen. And for me, I do, I rather sacrifice having a bigger kitchen that's open concept for functionality for me, who's using that space all the time, than have it enclosed and all of that kind of stuff. So I think it just depends on what space you want open concept. Like I wouldn't want a, uh, my bathroom is separated from my bedroom. I personally wouldn't want my bathroom an open concept with my bedroom. I wouldn't want me sitting on the toilet, you know, (laughs) let's make it sound fancy, (laughs) where, you know, your husband's laying in bed and everything's open concept. The job I looked at that was exactly. Yeah. You've had clients ask you for an open concept master on I've had, I have clients I want to get rid of it. Like I've seen that. And they're like, um, in Ancaster there, they, they, it was all open. So it's literally you're sitting on the bed. And, and you, you can, can see, see your partner. No, that makes no sense. It makes yeah. no sense at all. It must have been a rental. Open concept for the closet area. Yeah. Attached to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not the bathroom. The bathroom still needs to be. That's what I mean. I, I so there's yeah. a time mm-hmm. and a place, I think, for having that separation. For me, I'm just talking from my point of view, just because, again, we do entertain a lot. I do love the fact that my family room and kitchen are open concept. When COVID hit, my husband's always in his man cave outside. We have a back deck. He has a fireplace out there, TV. What did we do? We enclosed it with glass windows. He lives and breathes out there. I make jokes where I'm just going to import a portal potty out there and build a closet. But him, it's all our neighbors come over and watch football. It's a separate space that we've built that is separate, like you said, he where it, it's not. Space. Oh my god! Time I see oh my god! It, it just makes he, sense. He wants to be buried out there. I'm sure. <laughs> I think that the open concept is just a trendy thing to say. Yeah. But the clients don't really understand what's involved in it, and yeah. then they'll discover it later on. That's yeah. the problem. And, and for certain then, rooms, you remove things. Yeah. Yeah, and for certain rooms, I think it is key. If you are entertainers, if you are, you do want a bigger space. Like, I just know how we entertain, and it is nice to have, like I said, now we have the man cave outside where all the men are out there, and they're watching football and screaming at the top of their lungs, and all us women are in the kitchen living room. But then there is nice 
get like a That's time to have. That's where the cheese and wine is, though. Yeah, the Portuguese port wine. You know? <laughs> let me let me pick your brains, guys. I'm, yeah. I'm just curious because you cook, right? At, um, gas or induction? Gas. I have. I love gas. gas. That's all. I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm a gas person. And I'm a gas person. Like everybody, eh, really? It's what dangerous. burning fireplace? Gas fireplace. Uh, okay. So this is where I start to shift because even my barbecue, to be honest, I'm being go, European, charcoal <laughs> is the best, right? For me, like for the flavor and all of that kind of stuff. Now yeah, we no, no, fireplace, fireplace. No, I know, barbecue. but that's where I'm going. But oh, okay. yet, <laughs> I find the smell of the wood, I would love, but not on a daily basis. Well, I don't want once my. Once you start it, it'll be. Yeah. There and it'll yeah. Stay for the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we I, have a guest fireplace. We've turned it on maybe twice in the whole time that we've lived there. I just, we I'm just don't wood, use it. I, I figured you would be. And, and, and I love wood too. If I'm going to an Airbnb in Muskoka, I'll go outside, chop the wood. Mm. But on a day-to-day basis. Too many nanny cams in Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you guys do a downdraft or a hood? Hood. Hood. Downdrafts just don't work as good. I mean, but if you cook all the time. Like, I mean, if I, I'm cooking all the time and I have a big hood, 36-inch stove, if I didn't have that hood... There'd be problems. There'd be and problems, And it adds right? character to a kitchen. Yeah. Like the hood is it's another cool, piece of jewelry, cool, yeah. right? Like you could make something so unique with that hood where it, it becomes a focal point above the backsplash, like that concrete yeah. one that I was yeah. showing you the other day. But yeah, like I think it just depends. Like for me, I, I, I prefer that. I, I think the question is, is all about the island, right? Because any time that we ever have that situation is when the cooktop or stove is in the island. in the island. And they don't want to see. I think it's a big mistake. To put it in the island? Yeah, well. Cooking in the island? Yeah, I guess it all depends on on the layout. You're you're going to be forced because I guarantee I've done the downdrafts. They don't work as well. No. Yeah. And they're harder to reroute the lines. And they're a pain in the ass. To they're, they're 100% <laughs> we d- we <laughs> We just, I just did a bungalow. So you're going to put a hood now in the island. Yeah, yeah we had to. You're going to have a coffin to. over your island. That's the problem. And yeah. that's why people go with the, the, uh, the you know, the, the pop-up there. But, but again, I tell them, space. I'm like, don't do it. You know, yeah. we had a client that says, you know, that I'm not putting a hood at all. I'm like, we can't do that either. No. You know what well, I mean? Legally, you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I mean. And like, you can't do that, right? They're not going to allow us. And uh, yeah, I mean, then don't put it in the island. I, I would, I, I don't like, uh, I like a hood. And if it's against the wall, it's easier to install. I think the island yeah. is designed for prep and for presentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for chilling out and doing whatever you're going to do when sure, you're sure. not cooking. But depending yeah. on space, I just finished a project well, where yeah. Julio's, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, where there was no other area it's to put. It's, no it's, it's other funny area. you bring that up. There was a window, two small little cabinets. It was a tiny little bungalow. Mm. And even though we opened up the space, yeah. they they opened it up. Um, there was nowhere else that we could put the stove. Because the wall nowhere was else. gone. And that's why I wanted to talk about that open concept. As soon as you take that wall out and a lot of... Where do you park the fridge? Where do you park fridges? Fridges is on a side wall. That's the the big problem. But yeah, I I think it all comes down to functionality and space. Would we highly suggest it? No. For me, and the other day I sold it to our clients, I have two ovens. I have a huge wolf one that's in our kitchen. And then I have an additional small oven that's in our island, and it is the best thing I've ever experienced in a kitchen. Ovens? Yeah, remember that's how. Why did you do the second oven? Appetizers, side dishes, keep, keep stuff warm, and it is the best thing. I would highly suggest. Have a warm 
warming tray? It does, but when you're having a big turkey, and like I said, I'm hosting like 25 to 30 people. Still never been invited to any of these. (laughs) (laughs) With or without waterfall. Yes, it, it depends. I guess it See, I'm on the fence on that one it, because it, it I like on the, the look of it. Yeah. But you just killed some opportunity to put something there. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think a lot of it comes down to the type of style, like ultra modern. This is where Sonia comes in more than me, but um, it all depends on the taste and style. When we start to get into really heavy duty, stylish kitchens, you're going to lose the, the functionality, functionality somewhere, which sucks. I agree. I agree. But, but, so but a lot it of people is are what wanting uppers now. Yeah. We have a client I right hate now. Uppers. Yeah, yeah. Like I think uppers are absolutely useless. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't like. I, I found it as a bureau. The design came if out great. If there's cups and espresso cups and coffee cups and certain plates that you're constantly using, they don't need to be behind a door. Mm-hmm. And I get older, and it's really hard to do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just wake up and grab. Yeah. It. So I, yeah. I refuse to. I, I don't like. Now we're finding. It. You can have it, well, the I trend is like trend it. is going that way. We're getting more and more clients because I think it makes the kitchen feel bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. When you're standing there at the counter, it feels like it's bigger because you got more space, but you're still fitting. The problem is that you'll get clients who will have to keep that stuff always clean. Yeah, yeah. That's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matchy, matchy, right? The last thing they uh, want, as well. you know, is dishes that aren't matching, cups that aren't matching. See, I got OCD, like, so I don't want to see anything. Yeah. I want everything clean. I use every <laughs> single cabinet in my kitchen, and if I was to eliminate any, I'd be in big trouble. Oh, yeah. So, Na- that's natural or man-made stone? I'm a natural. Uh, yeah, it depends. It depends course, on the project. Of course, because you like the wood burning fireplace. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about stains and I don't care about wear and tear. I know Doctor Granite; he can come and fix it and if fix it. Yeah. Happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say, I like materials that have the least amount of anything that I need to upkeep. You know what I mean? I don't want any upkeep. So, I mean, I'm gonna say I like quartz um, just because of that. And I mean, if you would ask me ten years ago, then I would say granite. But there's so many beautiful quartz now. There's so many different products that look so much like granite. I just don't find, and I tell my clients this. Again, it's opinion, right? Yeah. I tell my clients, it's like, why would you go granite? Yeah, we look at if why. If you can buy something that looks like granite that you don't have to seal every year, that you don't have to maintain, right? We're, people are busy now, man. They don't, they don't want to do that anymore, and they won't, right? But you said, you know, there's going to be that niche. It's more of a niche client that wants granite. Well, one but of they our know, last kitchens they know. wanted granite, and we hadn't done, I'm going to be honest, yeah, we one, hadn't done. One in three years. Yeah, we hadn't done <laughs> one in three years. Yeah, and yeah. we kind of sat there, and we're like, you said granite? Yeah, and don't get and me wrong, like, yeah. we don't like, say okay. of the weight. Yeah. The weight, so yeah. weight, right? Yeah, the no, granite? they were aware of yeah. it all. They did their research. They knew what they wanted. She had already picked it out. That is one thing she had pre-selected before yeah, she came in. Yeah, that's true, yeah. She said, I want this incorporated in my renovation, and you're going to work granite? around it. Iced, uh, it's like a gray, ice, gray, 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 and ivory, just like it, it was I beautiful. She, I don't even think she got that, it. That she didn't get it through us. No, because no. she that already. a great point. When are we going to get rid of cloud white and Chantilly lace? And <laughs> no, we're still doing Chantilly lace on our cabinets. Cloud white, no. No, we never do cloud Chantilly white. Chantilly lace. Well, that's the new cloud white. Yeah. My my favorite cabinet color, which we don't use, and you probably don't know, is Oxford white. Mm-hmm. Oxford, Oxford, uh, Oxford white has just a hint of gray. Um, again, this is Sonia's field, but Chantilly lace is so close. Once you get that close, you have to really. It's the underlining color with all the different yeah, see, types of lighting. Sonia comes in. Is the last thing I want is a client to be like, when I look at my white cabinets, I see blue. 
When I look at my cabinets, I see pink. When I People are OCD, and they're going to see sometimes what they believe they're seeing, but even that's though... that's color temperature thing. It is. True. But True. that's what... I feel that Chantilly lace has always been our safe white, where there's really no underlining color in no type of lighting. What degree of light would ideally, like, what are you talking about, 2700 Kelvin? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, you, it, it you, depends. I find that one is the most neutral white. You don't know this, but you brought a great point about light. Um, I don't know, about a month ago or so, we had a kitchen where somebody did say that the the color of white might must be off and right away i, I got tony in there tony's our, our electrician i'm like go and change all um fl- take out all the led pot lights and you know how to just switch on the back and he changed the the 400k so he changed it to a saw a different tone and they came back and it was a totally different thing and i didn't know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i just i didn't think it was going to make that much of a difference but you're absolutely right it made I've a done, massive I've difference. I've where yeah. you painted it all the same color, obviously. Because yeah. And always, they look different. And you, the cabinets look different. But the thing is, the actual openings are slightly different size-wise. Yeah. You're still painting the same thing. You're still putting the exact same light, yeah. same bulb, everything, and it's a different temperature in each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's the what the, I've, the lumens bounce. And that's yeah. what I've said to clients. Gray and whites are the two most difficult even black is kind of tricky yeah. sometimes too, yeah. because then some of them have that smoky where that black almost looks like a charcoal instead of a black, or it's got that blue undertone. But the two that I find, hence why when I do have my swatches out, I have the Benjamin Moore swatches where they can see the underlining tone in the wheel. Because to the visual, if I just put a gray swatch in front of them, they're like, oh, it looks gray. Okay, but look at it beside this gray. Okay, that gray has a little bit of purple. That one has a little bit of Doesn't blue. Just confuse them even more. And no, not for me. Not for me. Yeah, you guys no, no, just that, confuse these. Yeah. No, no, yes, no, yes. For, no, because yeah. then they're actually visually. It's her expertise. I see a deer that just got struck <laughs> on the highway, and I see the client <laughs> looking at the color wheel, and those looks are exactly the no, same. No, right? but you're like no. me, right? That's my part of construction. Where I used yeah. to when we when we before Sonia, we had one white. Mm-hmm. We had two. It was cloud white and Chantilly lace, which was white, Oxford white, and whatever. And then there was like a, a point was, decorator's uh, white and where then, everybody yeah, was using Yeah, something like, yeah, decorator's white. white. Then when Sonia came in, that's what the stuff that did scare me, which I can hear it in, 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 in what you're saying too. But I was very surprised. The clients do want to see all the options. And mm-hmm. Sonia has the patience for that. We just want to do the job. I get I'm not it. showing you know them I mean? the options but to give the option in in a way like i am i'm showing them the the reference to show them the underlining color yeah to a naked eye yes that is a gray yes it looks smoky now look at on where it is on the wheel what underlining tone are you seeing as long as you know that that underlining blue tone is there i'm good as long as you're good i'd love to give them a hand like a leaflet uh, it'd be the size of a phone book <laughs> um, to understand color, yeah, light, yeah, like to understand all these details and to factor them in, right? But to that's un- why they're hiring us. That's right? and, and you they know, don't understand that's a, it's, it. It's, like it's, it's, nobody passes that test. Like yeah. that, they, yeah. you can tell them and explain it to them and get all scientific, and they won't pass the test. Mm-hmm. Like very few of them will, yeah. right? You know what I think happens? And again, not that I what I thought was ever going to happen when Sonia you know, came on board with that front end was because you have the, the, you know, the contractor, the engineer type person, architect type person, then the interior design type person together, they do listen. 
So when Sonia says that, it's like, okay, these are all the whites, but you should do this because of this, this, and that, and it makes sense, it's done. Mm -hmm. But then they go back, and the first thing that, everything that everybody says is like, I can't believe the amount of detail that goes into us. I never would have thought, and it's left at that most of the time. Because well, they're not the professional. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. So they are listening. And I mean, we come at them with a professional, you know, we have a you know beautiful showroom. We got all the materials. We got the computers. We got... We're not Mickey Mouse. They yeah. know. They know what we're saying. But to even them. the poor boys, when I the guys when I came on board, oh my, like I, my I guys, my guys were like, like they're like, big, who is this like, chick? This now our lives are becoming now you know, this is going to be how and sconces. it is. It's, it's like Frank's Red Hot Sauce. It's, I put, put that, that shit, shit everywhere. everywhere. And my electricians are like, ah, yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> and, like, and guys, to the just, point now okay. where they're they're just like. I Let me guess, Marco. You didn't draw it in this never time. Did scones, is there bloody scones? Sonia comes in. I love, I, I love it too now. We're, we're putting it on ceilings. What we I don't like is installing wallpaper. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of installing wallpaper. But Sonia's got and, a great I don't care also. which wallpaper it is. The pattern is never bang on. Never bang, bang, no, bang. No, not bang, on. bang, bang. It and depends it will on the shift pattern. a tiny bit and you got to fight it. And it's just yeah. like, it takes my, an artist to pull that off. My girl yeah. is an artist about murals. She does it's even hard. city line. Oh, she asks but Marco, I do she's like a magician. Yeah. I like that it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. And it brings so much character. Like I, it was hilarious because when, with it, I wanted to wallpaper my ceiling in my powder room. My husband's like, what are you? What kind of a print? Uh, it was almost like a very slight flower print, but bold enough to make a statement. And my husband's like, no, you're not doing that. And I'm like, when's your next road trip? Let me know. <laughs> okay. He comes home and the wallpaper's already up. Sucks to be you. You shouldn't have been gone for four days. I think he knows to pick his bottles. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just, and he thought. What room it, was this? My powder room on my main level. That's, the powder room is the, the room that you just sacrifice Do and I know. The ideas, and I you know. can probably change it over time. But even this yeah. one couple, it was the same thing with, with Sulfur, Project Sulfur. And uh, at first he's like, no. And oh, I yeah. said, just trust me. And the wife was like, I, she goes, I want it. I want it. I said, here's my compromisation. Let's do peel and stick. They have come so far with peel and stick. Wallpaper? Yeah, it is amazing stuff. You can it, take it, it off. You can take it off and you don't have to, like, it is, it adheres, it sticks, it does yeah. not bubble. I was very, very uh, I've never concerned. My, my powder room but is it's now, actually high end. It's yeah, pretty it's good. high yeah. end stuff. My powder room has had the wallpaper on the ceiling for almost three years, peel How and you stick. you remove it? It just comes right off. Heat. Did, you have to heat up. Oh, you got to heat it up. Just a little bit. And then you don't have to scratch at it. You don't have to use... There's so many different tricks of the trade, right? But we're actually using it in built-ins as well. It's like at window the back. tint. So it's you can amazing. still move it. So, you know, it's actually easier to install. I, we've Are never installed it. With putting it like spraying a liquid wet? No. Yeah. First? No, she doesn't. No, she does? there's a certain primer that you need to use. Yeah, well, that I know. That. That's we don't. So we it. have a, the girl that does it. I do not want. But it's yeah, in, I, we I do it in built-ins. <laughs> yeah, we do it in built-ins for character just to have that little peep in the back. Um, I've done, I did one-on-one -on -one project that looked like a Chevron tile with gold grout. It looked amazing. Peel amazing. And, and it looked like Chevron on grout yeah file? yeah it looked amazing no i'm telling you i'll show you I, I, had, I had the he same was reaction shocked. i was shocked i, I was shocked even stevie wonder would see that <laughs> video, right? i'm gonna I'm convince so, you otherwise well you know what so here's the thing yeah. like obviously we're not putting that everywhere but when the client 
doesn't want, and I think this is when we use it the most, when the client's not 100% sure. And they don't want to be married to it. And they don't want to be married to it. That's when we incorporate it. I know, I know. But then at that point, I'll look to their significant other. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand. You got to make a decision at some point. Yeah, exactly. I don't get that. No, it's it's been... uh, Did Project Buccelli do that in in the... your uncle's yeah, project yeah, yeah. and Gatestone, we did it was in it the built Was it both tail and stuff? Yeah, tail and See, stick. I can't tell the difference. But a lot of times we're using it like in the back of a cabinet. So it doesn't matter. So let's just say you have a cabinet and then you have we take out the shelves and then we'll put it on like the back of the cabinet. Yeah. Or it's got floating shelves on the wall beside the sure. fireplace. But it has you, a backsplash in no, a kitchen? No, it wasn't a kitchen. It was a, a family room. There was floating shelves. Yeah, no, no, no. Not no, a, no, but it no, looked like a, a kitchen. Oh, on tile no, 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 not in a kitchen. Not in a kitchen. No, that no. would look bad. I would never do it in a kitchen. Listen. You said it looks really good. It looks no, really authentic. But there's no, no seams no. where we're... You could the, tell it was wallpaper. No. Why don't we just put that in the backsplash okay, instead of spending back, all the money? Let me backtrack a little bit. No, let me I'm just saying. It was in a family room behind floating shelves. You could tell it wasn't a tile. It was a chevron pattern. But there's no seam. There was no seam. We use it where there's no seam. It was. Oh, so you're going to end to end. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, yeah. it. Okay. And that's usually when we're using it. No, but you were saying that it looks real. No, no. What I, I meant, what I meant, like, <laughs> it's no good quality. It was not vinyl. It's not real. I rather do real. I just, yeah, when I go to the trade shows and I'm talking to people, yeah. I don't like seeing fast track products. No, oh, yeah, and it's 100%. not fast track. Like, look at this. Yeah. It looks exactly like what no, it's supposed to look no, like, no, but no. it's half the cost. No, the print, half the time. most of the print is, character is it, it looks print. like a wallpaper, right? Like, I mean, it is a wallpaper. No, no, but and I mean, some of it's even fabric. Like gra- they even do a grass cloth. That I, think, is I think where he's getting at is, is like, if it's like a, a subway tile, you know, like that no, wallpaper. No, I would never do That's that. Bologna I've seen store. those on. Yeah. Do I look uh, like I would put no, something just, like that in somebody's room? Like. It sounded like the time would you want to go this way. If that's so real looking, let's no, put it as a backsplash. I would never. No, 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 no. Make it starts to curl on the top <laughs> no, there. No, no, no. Come by with a U stick and just. What I meant it, was right? the pattern. The well, pattern it's, it's even with our kitchens in the same the same subject where when it comes to under cabinet lighting, right? Um, you know, our under cabinet lighting is, is built in a specific way. Dan and I sit down, we spend hours trying to figure out how to do things better, right? So under cabinet lighting, we only, in, we only install one kind where there's puck lights and there's a full box. So the valance is actually a box and the puck lights to go in. There's a couple of different ways to do that, but there's no visible wires. There's no peel and stick. There's no, you know, you know, the roll you wire. Pucks instead of strips? Um, I, I hate strips. Why? I hate because they're. You're talking about like the strip in a roll. No, with the actual aluminum. Um, well, that I don't. That I don't mind. But then there's no real nice way to to hide that you know panel. You're still going to see the wire. You're still going to see the fixture. So when you look underneath our boxes, for example. It's just puck lights that are drilled into a full light valance, right? So it's very clean looking, right? Yeah, no, it's nice. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's I get nice. it. I've done it before. I don't mind the look. I just don't. My clients always complain about seeing the ugly fixture when they're sitting at the kitchen table. If there's They're a, looking underneath. You know, but most what, of I, the, what yeah. I don't like about pucks is that I'm seeing pools of light True. everywhere True. in the kitchen. True. And I could be on a cobblestone street and those are the lamps. And I'm like, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I want a continuous glow yeah. to illuminate what it's supposed to illuminate. We, we go, th- and I agree with you on that, right? Even in our 3D design program, when I put the lights in, you can see... And it's like, okay, shine. so Tony and John are that running our electrical department. They'll actually go through with the client and we'll place them. I know it's an extra step, but we do yeah, that with so everybody. That makes no, yeah. and, and I piss off electricians all the time for this. I'm like, I don't care about the light. Yeah. I care about where the light is being shined on. 
And again, it's yeah. a preference. You know yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's what I meant too. Like, like you know, well, you want probably it have it balanced and everything. Balanced like that. out. Yeah. But yeah the yeah. problem is that when I look at that, yeah, yeah, yeah. all I see are the spots, true lights, mm -hmm. true, 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 and it's distracting to what it's supposed to be lighting. So I care about what's being lit and not the fixture that's lighting. So you know mm -hmm. the sticky strip. The sticky light strip, you can buy it like a thousand feet of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garbage, right? Yeah, like all garbage. they all fall Nobody's off. Nobody's designed a perfect one. There isn't a perfect the crimping one. and all this other stuff. There's always fighting. You're looking at tradespeople falls down that like <laughs> need to do a manicure after they do this because they've ripped all their fingernails all apart trying to get this all working properly. Exactly, and fitting the wires in and all. And that's why Someone we don't. And that's that. why I don't. Yeah, hundred percent. There is no better option that I can find that I'm not going to get a call back because when you're working production. You want to make sure that the things you're doing are quality and we're not getting callbacks. When Dan and I first started, somebody just, oh, you know, I just want a cheap under cabinet lighting solution. And back then, you would take on jobs and do things Look that at the client's alone. Oh, exactly. Under lighting. Exactly. <laughs> so we went to Richelieu. We bought 100 linear feet of this wine. This was a long time ago. Uh, bought 100 linear feet of this light. This is great. I can just stick no, it in it. Garbage. We garbage. went through there. They sent yeah. a picture that night. Everything fell down. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, this is garbage, easy to install, super cheap, but it's no good. And that's how we, the evolution of our balance box. I mean, we didn't invent it, but we made it a standard. You want light, lighting? This is what it is, right? And if the client goes, I want tubes or, you know, linears, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to say, listen. Tubes, you, like fluorescent tubes? Not fluorescent tubes, <laughs> but I meant more like a linear LED. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I say, we, we can't hide that in a box. You're going to see the wire. We can do it as neat as possible. But you're going to see the you can do it. It just takes more mill work. That's all it is. Because I I oh, yeah. had guys do this before for me. Where you actually so how did how did they do the box? They router the channel and then you're veneering oh. the face of it. So yeah, yeah. Closing like it, it, it in. Oh, no, no. It takes more effort. That's <laughs> what I mean. But that's how you hide the wires at that. Point. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then and we can you do see that. The continuous glow through the whole thing. And that's, that's cool. A that's the purpose of that night light. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, under cabin yeah. lighting yeah. is night light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care who you are. It's yeah. nightlight. It's an accent. It's an accent. Day's yeah. done. You're drunk. You're fed. You're sitting watching TV. Yep. You need a little bit of glow to get to the next <laughs> beer bottle. That's as simple as absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I love that idea. I mean, I, I'm always looking at cost-effective solutions. Like our valance no, box. Expensive our sure. valance box is the way we design it because we have all our CNC, sharp cabinetry. Again, division of zone homes. We do all CNC work. Actually, our programming is tied into the CNC. So once we design the kitchen, it's literally one click of a button and 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 the program is going right to the how fast are you turning out a kitchen two weeks wow yeah two weeks super we're fast. currently working on eight projects wow. at the same time no shaker no, no. 23 well i mean like big i meant <laughs> the big, big ones yeah, the yeah. big ones yeah. We, yeah we've dusted a lot and actually it's a good topic to, about interest rates changing the um the size of projects. I mean, we're getting a lot more. Like last year, you know, when we were at the one and a half percent interest rate, we were doing a lot. Every job was a main floor. Every mm -hmm. job was a complete home renovation. Now we got a 50-50 split. Like we've opened up a bathroom division. Yeah. We've opened up a kitchen, just straight kitchen division. Sharp is now opening the doors because Sharp was exclusively building cabinets for zone. Now Sharp is open to the public. Actually, we've actually incorporated Sharp Direct, which is really cool for contractors that are listening, is that essentially they're going to be able to go on our system. You know, we'll give them a password. They'll be able to do estimates and orders online. And essentially when they hit send, it'll go right to our machines. Obviously, they'll pay the deposit. And in two and a half weeks, we can have their cabinets delivered right to their job sites. That's my next project that I'm working on that's going to be launched in about... 
I don't know, four or five weeks wow. now. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. And, and it's all designed on what made us successful in that aspect because going to a cabinet company and sitting down with the designer when you're a contractor and you got five jobs on the go. I'm consuming. You're doing it. I want to do it at 12 o'clock at night before I go to bed because sometimes that's the only time I have to do it. You go on our program. You can use our 3D design program and design it yourself or just drag and drop. Fully customizable color, size, depth, height, door style, panels, crown molding, rise, everything's on there. That's going to be a big thing for us, I think, There's for sure. There's a question for you. Yeah. Crown molding. Mm-hmm. Crown molding on the upper kitchen cabinets. Mm-hmm. Do they extend throughout the rest of the kitchen? If I say no. Kitchen? That's a great question. <clears throat> but hang on a sec. You, a you have a molding. You have a crown in the rest of the first floor. Mm. So you're continuing that same crown. I would continue it. So you're continuing well, yeah. the kitchen crown? You have to. Or you're continuing the home crown? It depends how open the space is and what So your flow. kitchen and family are one area, and your family's got a built-in. You've got a continuous profile throughout the whole house. Do you continue that same profile mm. into the kitchen, or do you introduce a kitchen profile that continues into the family room? That's your question. I think it now all should be the, the same. we cue the Jeopardy music, and then we wait and mm. see what dun, you say. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it depends. It's a dilemma. It is yeah. a dilemma, and it depends how mm. you're wanting that area to flow. So the way I've done Are it you wanting it to flow I've more taken with the home crown right. and went into the kitchen. Right. Or up and up over the cabinets? Yeah. You can do so that. we're finding that people are going a lot more minimal with crown where yeah. it's not even no they're doing the same flat stock yeah. now. Really, yeah, yeah they're really us, starting right? to minimize people people are finally becoming realistic. Even with our doors, you'll see them pick up the phys- like physically pick up the door and be like no, dust is going to get trapped in there. Yeah. They're actually being <laughs> more practical with like the, shaking, I know, with, with, up ke- with upkeep, right? So, so they want a flat panel. So a lot of them are going with flat panels. Shaker wrap, 45. Shaker 45. Like just shaker 45. No, yeah, yeah, like it, nothing uh, harsh edges. Because like, dust won't cling to a 45. I know. Well, there's no sharp edge. So essentially the thing is if you're rubbing it, like if you're wiping it down, there's no groove or bevel, like heavy bevel like a quick bevel where it can get trapped. So with a 45, and, and that's Believe the mentality. Believe it or not, the they, are, yeah, they yeah. are saying that. That's the mentality. That's right? backing with a bristle. <laughs> I know. Hey, I agree. I mean, I agree. I wish our kitchens, like back right before Sonia uh, joined the team, when Dan and I were going strong, I think we went two straight years. And we can do any door you want, right? All our painted doors are HDF, right? Um, I can make any profile on an HDF door. And every kitchen was a shaker 45. Mm-hmm. I, almost, I almost shed a tear when I went to a, can you, I won't say their name, a kitchen manufacturer, and they had this massive wall of all the doors that they offer. Yeah. And right at the eye level kind of the side, ones? it was all the shaker options. And they were really proud of the fact that it was a single shaker, bevel shaker, double shaker, triple shaker, all this other shit. Yeah. And I was standing there and I'm looking at, it had to have been about 30 or 40. With so much more options. character. Yeah. And I was like, Literally glassy eye, me and the deer just hanging out there. <laughs> why, why are clients not choosing any I of know. these? Why do they always choose yeah. this? Well, I think a lot of it really has to do, and we sell a lot of kitchens. I think it's because so many kitchens are painted now. And I go back and forth. So you're going to refinish it in a few years if you want to change it? 
Well, are you talking more about like a wooden door compared to like an HDF door? Are you talking more of like a raised panel? Take a guess on what I would like. <laughs> raised panel. No, I would like a wooden door. I don't mm-hmm. care about movement. I don't care about a crack. So just like there. a flat wooden door? Not a flat. I, well, you know what though? Yeah, I've been liking like white oak flat panel. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Simple. That's clean. nice, for, especially for an actor. People, Darker, people are starting to want the flat panel yeah, a little bit yeah. more. But you know, like. People are scared. I'm going to tell you. People are scared with going with so much bevel, even on the crown, even on the baseboards, because they feel it's going to date quicker. The simpler it is, they think the more modern it's going to be We're for still longevity. With Toronto step bevel. I know like that's been around for. Over I know, plus but years. ask Marco. You'll feel like when <laughs> I he like even brings full of step bevel. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, Every job. But yeah. even when he brings though. out, you could see that they're just like, no, I just want simple. I don't want to get sick of it. I don't want it outdating. And like in the old drywall returns yeah. and that crap on the window. And the We're getting that now a lot here. That I was a, that it was yeah. big in, uh, in, in, in Mississauga, Toronto, but now we're starting to get they're that. They're feeling that yeah. the simpler it is, the longer it'll be in style and it won't outdate as much. The concrete aggregates and construction industry is always evolving. With an ever-changing industry, it's crucial to stay up to date on the latest technology and techniques. Come to the Canadian Concrete Expo to keep your skills sharp and upgrade your knowledge to meet the needs of today's market. The Canadian Concrete Expo offers over 40 conference sessions, certification courses, stage presentations, and live large equipment demos all in one convenient location. February 14th and 15th at the International Centre in Toronto. If you haven't looked it up yet, go to the CanadianConcreteExpo.com and sign up for the newsletter to get special show offers direct to your inbox. I'll I go visit them and take out the vacuum <laughs> and shove the bristle <laughs> right into the baseboard and damage the drywall it's and explain all... to them why I dislike I this. know, but I you can tell them until like... you're blue in the face. Yeah, a preference is a preference, care, right? Like a preference for them, what they are thinking that they prefer, like you said, we are there to give our suggestions yeah. to say, you know, yeah. we would, yeah. it's still their home. You know, we're, well, we're basing your opinion on how it's going to last too, like the function design and everything. It's all part of it. Yeah. I know. You know that I see the kids running around here. I see a dog running around here. You know that there's going to be these damages that are going to happen in the next six to maybe a year. But we live in a world now where it's, I'll deal with it when it comes. I'm surprised you haven't asked right? us if you want tile or hardwood in the kitchen. That's 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 a big thing that we. So do. <laughs> I, I well, if, if anybody's listened to the show, I can't stand wood in the kitchen. I know. I I figured you would. I can't, and the yeah, reason I can't yeah. is why would you put wood yeah. at the sink, or at the stove, or at the prep counter where you're constantly dropping knives, you're dropping forks, you're dropping food. And you're yeah. stepping there and you're you're like walking on crumbs and shit like that. I, I, agree. I get the whole wood thing coming from the family room, coming from the first floor. It's a look I thing. get all that. But the thing is, you're going to have those convenience store standing spots. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have them in the three locations in the kitchen. That's why I don't like it. You're going to wear out. It's happened. It, like you, if you put a desk in a bedroom and you put your rolling chair there, yeah. what happens to that floor? It mm-hmm. gets killed, yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm like, it's going to happen how much you use it. Everyone uses the sink. Everyone uses the stove. Everyone uses fridge. the prepping. Our fridge, our filter, fridge? Our, our filter went on the fritz, leaked when we weren't home. And our wood, not only is the paint, the stain, not paint, coming off, it's dipping right towards the bottom of our it's fridge. Still wood. It's still wood. I don't care if it's got yeah. 15,000 coats. What of- we have suggested sometimes to clients is... If they're wanting that wood character, the tile, 
the tile that looks like wood. I know, but we also have to find a happy medium we're where we're making medium. our clients happy. I would just right? tell them, I go, listen, sure, listen. And I've done it, put in wood. And I go, the other thing is they had small children. Yeah. I go, please, just for my professional opinion, go hand scraped. Oh, I know. Because when you wreck it, because you will. It gives it more character. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And if you have a little dent yeah. or whatever. And we've suggested you can that fill as it in well. With a Sharpie. And I, I'm with you on that. Before I had kids, I, I went through a journey with this because this is, a, I mean, you do kitchens, you get this question all the time. Oh, should I do hardwood? Every picture I see online is hardwood. I'm like, yeah, it looks good because you have a continuous flow. Obviously, it's going to look good. Transitions, everybody's worried about transitions, even though we can do a seamless transition, but everybody thinks they're going to have. My first year in construction, yeah, I was we, we learned, we learned how to do that. Exactly the same. Exactly. I was purposely raising the thinner material floor. Yeah. So then all you had was one little eighth of an inch transition strip to separate the two. Exactly. But everything was tight. So tight. you were just walking from one to the next. Walk right through. So I've actually made a mock-up of it and keep it in the office and say, this okay. is what it's going to look. And they're like, okay. And it's done after that. I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of tile that looks like hardware. I think that's going out. But sometimes, like Sonia said... What you are you going to find a happy medium. Happy you medium. might as well put hardwood in their master bath then if you want to do that. <laughs> I've I'm seen it. Trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to find a happy medium to make yeah. that client And it's happy. all about textures and colors at that point. But before yeah. I had kids, to finish that, before I had kids, so back in, in, in my the beginning of my career, I would never put hardwood in the kitchen at all. Never have. Because you knew. I'm Italian. I put hardwood everywhere. Or, or tile everywhere. Every time say. your Nona throws the <laughs> wooden Nona. spoon, where do you think it's going to land? Half Portuguese. Oh, sorry, Ma. <laughs> sorry, Ma. Half Portuguese. Um, and uh, so tile, I'm like, if that question came up, and then slowly I was getting bombarded by like, we want hardwood in the kitchen. So I stopped being so aggressive. And then I kind of liked it. Looked good, right? Then I had kids. Never liked it. Then I had kids. And I'm like... I had hardwood in my kitchen, my kitchen would be destroyed. I got tile from a front door right to my back door, and then in my in my living room I have hardwood. I couldn't imagine having hardwood in my kitchen with a four-year-old and a two-year-old running around with their cars. But you're right. If they do want it, I say go hand scraped, go, you know, something that's they rustic. Want, they want white oak, white plank, flush, mm -hmm. not rectified. <laughs> they want all this crap yeah. and i'm like okay fine don't worry just don't call me in six months when you start dropping but everything. that's why we're we're very very transparent with our clients yeah, as long as you give them the information we say yeah, this yeah. is why we suggest this people we forget, understand though, you want <laughs> this we never had this conversation <laughs> yeah i know right Type and yeah we tried <laughs> you, need a, you need a construction court stenographer unfortunately my contract went from one page 10 15 years ago it's my like God. 18 pages and oh, it's out i even have like when you can call me well you get a text you message at like 11 o'clock at night and it puts you in a bad mood sit just put my kid to Screw bed you. That's sit down, why they're calling me at one like, o'clock in the morning <laughs> well that's why you're protected on the contract i, I protected <laughs> so i said you have to call Sonia after no and it's like you know he puts you in a bad mood and then, you know, even though it's nothing, but something to them, like a, a question that it's on my mind, it's like, there has to be that, you know, but the contract, it got a lot bigger. You know, we had a client the other day, uh, hardwood in the kitchen, um, spring garden, we're doing, we're now doing the bathroom and now it's been three years, right? So okay. it was a repeat client in front of the, the fridge, the hard was worn out. Mm-hmm. And there was no flaking. I think it was some worn. I didn't look at it to be honest Wait, too much. Three year old kitchen? It's like a three, three, maybe three years old. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, 
uh, I have a really close relationship with my flooring guy, you know, the reps went out there and the rep went there and said, I'm sorry, you know, there's been some water damage here. So they're saying it's flaky. So anyway, the long story short of it is I don't know who's right, who's wrong. It's kind of out of my hands. It's the manufacturer. It was an installation problem, right? But it got us involved, right? Because we have to. You know, service is service. I have to somehow be involved in it. But unfortunately, luckily enough, she got the floor. But you know how hard it is to change that floor now. And the floor is going to look different. How you, are you going to? How? makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's going to look different again. Because now this is aged for three that's years. That's eggs falling out. That's milk anything. being spilled. That's, like, it could be anything. It's yeah. liquid, right? Yeah. And yeah. maybe, worst case, the ice line, water line. Something, something. something right? So we just bought them the floor and they're like, can you install it? I'm like, I don't want to take the responsibility because I'm going to have to change your whole floor after this. I would just leave this. Do you know how many it clients wasn't, It gone, wasn't really bad. It wasn't that bad. I've gone appliance shopping with, especially recently, that are like, I, I, don't, I don't want my water line hooked up on the fridge. Because they've heard of these nightmare I do stories. Braided. I do braided. So do you right want me to the... disconnect your washer lines as well, too? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm just like, they don't. There's a way to don't... actually do that line I know. where it's like it's not going but to But they've leave. heard yeah. these horror stories, right, where, well, my friend Joe's friend, yeah. you know, his well, fridge was Joe leaking. what did Joe exactly do? Exactly. Right? exactly. There's ways around that, and I don't think... And plus, like, I don't even think washer units give out the rubber hoses anymore. You have to go buy your own hoses. Yeah. And if you're smart, buy braided hoses. Exactly. I it's was just going to say, even to our, our water like lines. You, so that's the same thing. Dishwasher, dishwasher can go. Yeah. Braided mm -hmm. all the way. The problem is, it's when it's that like plastic pipe. I forget the, like the PVC plastic. I never thing. run that. Ne I've, always, I've always run half inch to an OD box. Exactly. With a shutoff valve there. So and, even and if the fridge line. breaks or whatever, and that thing breaks, you have access to pull out the fridge and turn off that. Turn it off, yeah. So what we started doing is actually, so usually the kitchen sink is close or we're working plumbing anyway. We'll do a manifold under the sink. Oh, that's nice. So I we like do, that. yeah. So we'll, we'll turn, it'll have the manifold for the dishwasher, the fridge, everything. It's all, it's all mapped out like for that. the client. Yeah. And it's a braided line from that manifold, just like you would install a dishwasher under the toe kick or wherever, somewhere where it's, you know, depending right to the back of the fridge, and then it can connect with a quarter-inch braided line, right? So we get like 60-inch hoses because I think you can only get 72, I think is the max, and then we'll connect them with like a quarter-inch uh, coupling. Well, you can still, I like the manifold idea where you put it under, so if there's ever an emergency for the dishwasher or the fridge, yeah. open turn up it the off. base cabinet of the you know, sink um, and turn them all off. My wife's not going to pull the fridge out. No, it's you true. know, That's a good point. I'm at work. That's actually a you know, idea. it's, it's, no, it's like, like how are you going to pull? I have a trouble pulling the first, you know? So, yeah, so we started doing that. Those little things, like even having the in-house electricians and in-house plumbers makes it a little different. You can pay a little bit more attention to those details. Like we label all our clients panels, you oh, know, you have to. Yeah, standard it's now. standard, right? But even if we're working in the bathroom upstairs. It, you know, we bill them an hour or two, but we'll do it, right? And, you know, they'll, they'll use the, you know, the label machine and, and then they'll come home and those little things stand out it. more yeah. than they'll come look at the panels like, what the heck, this is beautiful. Oh yeah, by the way, we labeled your panel. I mean, I tell my guys, the biggest things are cleanliness, yep. the, pro, how you leave a project at the end of your yep. day, politeness, yep. your vehicles. Well, listening <laughs> to Sonia. Listening to Sonia. I know we've been That's talking a, a lot sconces. about design. Yeah, when yeah. you guys are talking to your clients, what's the split here? Because I know most clients don't really want to talk about construction. We like honestly talk to us about that LVL. I really want to know about that LVL there. No, that we. Hence I, I'm bad. I, I talk a lot about. But stuff is it more like, like I'm thinking 70, 30, 70 design conversation, 30 construction conversation? 
It depends on the person. Yeah, it depends, it depends on the person. person. I have They're clients. fascinated by the structural components. I think some be, of them are. Because yeah. of like Google of and because of that magic Some of them word, are coming in H-sheet. doing a lot of research where we kind of just <laughs> yeah. look at each other. We're like, so are you using kinda, an LVL? They kind of know their stuff. Eh? They've been like well, looking up. They know something. But some, They not know all. some terminology. Not all. <laughs> but it depends. They know how to get on the yeah. boat. Just don't know how to get off. Yeah. And again, in our group chats with our projects there are times where I don't even respond because what they're actually asking is something that Marco's going to yeah. take care of. And then there's other times where he's not responding where it's simply a some, design yeah. question. I, but I we're still all lane. communicating and we're still <laughs> at least all seeing what's kind of being asked, what's being discussed and all of that kind of stuff. And that, And that's a big thing that sets us apart too. Having that, you know, all our project managers have trades. So Dan's, you know, uh, he's a cabinet maker by trade. Tony's a, a master electrician and goes down the line. So everybody's involved in the project management of all the projects. Yeah. So, you know, we use a, a system that I kind of put together that keeps everybody in the loop. So if we have 23 projects going on, all the project managers have access to this cloud-based system that every time there's a modification, a change, a client interaction or something that's important to the project it's, being added. it's updated and everybody knows what are you using i actually started to use a santa about three years ago which is designed right. well it's designed more for for you know techies that are building websites and that's kind of like my backyard mechanic kind of hobby and you can modify the program so i've looked at and this I mean, this is a show in itself about project management software i don't think i mean i'm going to say i, I spent years trying to find the perfect one and i'm very meticulous and ocd once i go into something i go in hard but it has to be perfect mm-hmm. what i liked about a santa and you kind of have to take your time you can mold the program the way you want it the way you need it so i use it for lots of different things not even for just accountant managing sub trades uh, project accounting project management and it's all in one place and you can give access to certain team members to only certain sections okay you know what i mean um i yet to see a program that had that all in one system and i tried them all yeah i tried them all and the one thing is heavy with the accounting but not good on the estimating you know i, I the estimating software we use is uh is not attached but we do keep track on both but anyway everybody's in the same same umbrella umbrella everybody knows what's going on so when tony gets to a job now three quarters of the way in it's like he's been there the whole time so the client will ask those questions to to answer your question they'll ask a question and, and they have documentation of what was said what was done where it came from, what what's the, next. What the yeah, yeah. But yeah. most of it is like what's happening in essence, how long until this project's done. That's most questions that you're going to get on a daily basis. How realistic right? are the budgets these days? Mm. The client's budgets versus real budgets. More now than it was five years ago. Yes, it's yeah. getting better. I think during COVID when the prices went up astronomically, especially in lumber, they started to see shit got real. Yeah. And that prices had increased. Even lighting, like you would be able to go to Home Depot years ago and get a $50 light fixture. Try doing that now. No. You can't. So they are becoming more realistic in that. Do we still have men, women, tradespeople in our industry, especially contractors that aren't being forthright and realistic with their clients? Yes. And that's where it makes our job challenging because we've had people come to us having their third, fourth quote. They're like, oh, some guy came here and he said he can do my kitchen for 10 grand. 
Okay, so how did he know what type of cabinets he was quoting on? How did he know what type of countertops? Is that including plumbing? Is that including painting, electrical work, drywall? Yeah. Well, he didn't say that because it doesn't include any of it. And that... What does it include for $10,000? <laughs> don't his know. Labor, the design maybe? work, no. Maybe his labor. But that's what I mean. You still have that... We still have some cracks through our industry where there aren't people being realistic because they are a subcontractor where they're subcontracting and sometimes every they trade. Don't know. Sometimes and they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. And that's the them assuming yeah. that the client's going to go to Home Depot or Rona and order the cabinets and order the tiles and do all of that kind of stuff where the client is watching HGTV and thinking, no, I want that all-inclusive service. Are you not getting me the cabinets? Are you not getting me the tiles? No, and and it goes back to to, to your point about talking tech to the clients, right? I mean, that tech is important sometimes. Like when you're doing a kitchen that's 30 years old and you're redoing the whole, uh, you know, redoing the whole layout, you're changing the whole kitchen, you're moving appliances. For electrical, for example, you already know that we got to get into the panel. We got to get some home runs back there. This is an, an average guy that just does cabinetry, doesn't know and doesn't care. Right? Or some that do it, try to do it all, right? Well, like that's, I, that's, I had a friend a who had a, yeah. a, yeah, they're good friends of ours. She, sure so. you want to tell this on No, no, it's not a bad story. <laughs> so I had just started working with Marco Friends of ours approached us. They had an emergency leak in their bathroom, needed to renovate it ASAP in their primary ensuite. No problem. Marco was too busy. Few other companies that oh, yeah, I yeah, trust yeah. were too busy. Family friend comes in. Of course, jack of all trades. No, he said he's going to do the electrical. He's going to do the plumbing. He's going to do. If you saw what I saw when I went in one day, the tiles and how everything, I knew things weren't done properly. And she finally looked at me and I kept telling her, you need to be realistic. I'm telling you, this is going very, very wrong, very quickly. She's not aware that it was being done. She wasn't. We quoted until the, it we was quoted too late. Job, until we? it was, yes, until it was too late. <laughs> and then finally she called me and it was, it honestly was the worst job I've ever seen in my life. And you I said, said to you her. you quoted it, Marco? No, he did quote it originally. I did quote it and, and, it, and it came down to cost. No, it wasn't. It was no? timeline. It wasn't was the cost. Timeline? It was okay. timeline. I think it was a, maybe a mixture of both. Yeah. Because yeah. so, obviously that guy was cheaper than me. Well, for various reasons. So How much was um, it the she called time? me, <laughs> sent me pictures. I said, I'm on my way. I went right away, dropped what I was doing, sat her down. I said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to ask him to collect his tools and leave the premises. This is what you're going to do. Let me fix this. Problem with fixing it is we had to deconstruct everything yeah, that he did, right? Which the renovation ended up being more. Had a, a friend of mine that does work. He did an amazing job the way it was done. But it broke my heart for her to see yeah, how poorly things were done only when they were being deconstructed. It was bad. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know. Yeah. So you don't really realize it when some pretty tiles up and, you know, the vanity I had ordered. So in that situation, who do you blame? Because I blame the client. Um, they didn't hire the right person. Yeah. Well, she they had the budget. No, it was a family friend, right? So that's the problem. She trusted this family friend in order to know that this family friend obviously maybe knew his work without ever visibly seeing his work. And 
it was a lesson learned. Trust me, every little thing, she even just contacted me recently. It's Sonia. I need this. It's in your hands. And so she's willing to pay the right price. Absolutely. Okay, because then she yeah. learned her lesson. Yeah, that's what I mean. You yeah. learn. But I had honestly, I have never, ever seen. And then another wow. friend of mine just recently got a renovation done. No, he does everything. I'm like, okay, great. I know where but it's we headed. Keep pointing the fingers at these contractors and the thing. It's is, also the people that are hiring them. Yeah. Yes. They wouldn't be around unless people were trying to cut corners. The and that's attractive to them. Yeah. Well, Ma Manny, how many jobs have you done or been a part of where you're coming in after? After the fact. Never, to fix. I've never taken one. I've never oh. taken one either. I refuse to do but, it. But you've, you've probably seen them, right? Where I've, it's even, a, I've yeah. even refused um, um, a restoration job where there was a, a flood. I had a client, I did a, I did an immaculate basement in Toronto, 600 square feet, did so much work, opened yep. up Boulder, it was a stone foundation. I, I did a lot of work, it was one of my earlier jobs I ever did. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like a, a year or two later, I get a phone call, we've got an inch of water in the basement. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and they're like, do you think our hot water tank has exploded? And I was like, there's no way a hot water tank is going to fill up 600 <laughs> square feet of an inch of water. That water source is coming from somewhere, somewhere else. Somewhere else, yeah. So then all of a sudden they started investigating, but for some reason I was at fault or whatever, and I'm like, it's, it's not my fault. Then they quickly discovered that the homeowner, she left the hose on in the window uh, well after I was educating them at the start of the job saying, your foundation has no waterproofing. And you should be cautious of this. And what's it cost? Well, we have to dig out the hole outside. You're looking at about twenty to $30,000. So they never did that. Yeah. Left the hose on in the window well. Water came down. And that water was pouring, like draining from the hose all day long. Wow. I wonder if she did that on purpose. <laughs> they, they did they did the insurance claim and everything like that and yeah, then they yeah, asked yeah. me if i was interested in doing it i was like no, no. i'm not no interested. because you you were shady and you know what we would get when you're in the industry for a long time and you you i, mean, I can tell that you're gonna you can I just you can you can read through the you can read through the bullshit i watch hdtv there you go right <laughs> i mean you can really read through the, the people's um well, all you, you know, can do is games. what you guys do is educate the client yeah yeah. On good, better, exactly. best. And it's exactly. at the end. And then highlight a little bit of the worst. If you want to go down this path, then go down that fourth option. But we don't recommend that. We're giving you options for good, better, and then we're giving you like the, yeah. the world. But like way. I said and at the beginning. Put it on paper. Yeah. Put it on paper. Yeah. Like, and like I said at the beginning, choosing your clients wisely and stapling your name to something you're going to be proud of. Yeah. And being adamant and I'm sorry that you want that. This is why I've told you you shouldn't do that. But I think you should go elsewhere because I'm not going to staple. It's my hard. Name like I mean, I, I, I don't want to act like a tough guy. No. Like it's hard. It's hard. Now for it and wait, or if you want to do it now and potentially, go I'll say that. Person. I'll say that. I'll say. Listen, you know what? It's probably not a good idea. Like I've had a client. What do we call I them? Lipstick on a lipstick pig. Lipstick on a pig, or, or jobs. Or right? you'll, you'll get like some younger clients that will come in and they really want a kitchen renovation, right? And you know they went on HGTV and somebody did it. <laughs> somebody did like a tune-up. And they want me to like reface cabinets that are falling apart. And I'm like, listen, just wait a couple of years, save a little money, do mm -hmm. it right. Do That's it right. how I say no. But you know, when I started at 19, I was begging for work. There was no internet. So I, I, was, I, was going, I was going to the spectator and putting in $500 ads start, with my though. last $500, right? So it's hard for me.
when somebody comes to my door to turn them away. And I think that's what kind of molded the company into a hybrid of large, but we'll still do small work. So I don't like saying no, but I am also very good and became, became very good at, at saying, saying what no. you said, where it's like, you hey, you know, you don't, you shouldn't do this right now. I'm not a financial advisor, but you shouldn't do this or this job is what you're looking for. And I'll take the time. And that's the thing that clients will say. If they, if they say anything about me, I will take the time to talk to them tech. And explain. And explain, over-explain. If over-explain. their line of credit and their credit <coughs> score is dictating the construction budget, you say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as that. And, the, and that. Because that's not how you calculate your numbers. Exactly. No. Yeah. So how much can I get from the bank? Numbers, right? I never would I want, like, hence why I was, after my situation and meeting Marco, I was so cautious even meeting with Marco. I'm like, okay, is this just another guy who's a... who's a you know contractor but subcontracts out and and that's the way they make their living that's not what I mean in a negative way but also I've worked with people that then take all the credit that what I've done don't even tag me and that insults me the first thing I said to him if we're gonna work together we're gonna hire my photographer we're gonna split it down the middle because I want your work and my work to showcase us and what we do and how much pride and love we put into our work. That's number one. Number two, we're not going to sacrifice our work just to make other people happy. We have to know our boundaries, and we have to know what's reflecting on us and who we want to work with and the teams that we build around. Because, again, that's a reflection of who we are and how much passion we have for the business. I don't want to deal with shysters. I've been down that road where they don't give credit. And I said to him, from here on in, moving forward, if we're working together full-time as a team, as partners, everybody that worked on that project's tagged. Painters, mind you, everybody's in-house and none of them want to be tagged. Like our tile guy's (laughs) amazing, Liam. And every time I'm saying to him, yeah. yeah. But I mean, even the other companies like our glass company, our countertop companies, we are even when I purchase stuff, I have a great corporation deal with the brick. When we're, I'm tagging every person that was added to that renovation deserves credit because that renovation wouldn't look like that. Even if it wasn't for my dollar store, little plants that I got as fillers. Well, there's some some subs that don't even have Instagram. Yeah. Like some of them don't don't care about it. They don't. I'm envious of them because it's not that important sometimes. Yeah. Where I say to him, that's our advertising. Back then it was the yellow pages. It was, it's, it's a different era that we live in. Bad thing. Like a lot of my day now is like, you know, I used to be on the tools every day. And up until I think it was like five, six years ago is where everybody goes through that transition where it's like, I need to make a decision. Every day that I spend on the tools, the business, that's one day, you know, that, that we're losing and what it could be. And one, I, actually what happened is I broke my hand and I had no choice. That was the best thing that ever happened sure to me. Case. We went from having five, six guys and I was the ringleader that worked all day with them, then all night on the computer in the office. But then I, I broke my hand and I had no choice. And I spent that year that I was pretty much not able to work. The business went, you know, three times the size that it was. And then from there, on the because I focused mm-hmm. on the business. And if I didn't break my hand, it probably, 
I wouldn't be I here today. I tell the guys yeah. all the time to yeah. do that. We, we break your hand. We break your hand. No, no, not break your hand. It's just <laughs> you, got, you got to pump the brakes and, yeah. and, and understand the business side of it. That's why I, I'm it's starting huge. to lean towards 60-40. It's huge, yeah. Right? So yeah. I, we got to wrap it up. I got to do the 10 questions with Absolutely, you guys. So yeah. Marco and Sonia here, uh, Zone 2 Z's Homes uh, Inc. And it's uh, zone, zonehomes.ca and it's 905-906-9152. Marco at zonehomes.ca and then Victoria Sonia at yahoo.ca and then Instagram is Sonia underscore Gilmore underscore DTPD and then zones with two Z's homes Inc on Instagram there and then Facebook as well cool awesome ready for this guys okay Okay, let's rock what everyday sound brings you joy everyday sound my coffee maker (laughs) it's it's a lovely sound every morning um you know what the birds chirping (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite beverage Oh man, sangria for me. <laughs> Had lots of it in my life. Negroni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your least favorite tool? My least favorite tool. I love tools so much. It doesn't have to be construction tools. Is an iron easy. considered a tool? <laughs> a tool. Hate it. Tool. Hate everything about it. An iron? You prefer a steamer? Yes, I'm a steam girl. I think they make more sense in my opinion. <laughs> Vacuum cleaners. Um. <laughs> what turns you guys on creatively? Not HGTV. No. Um. Stop. <laughs> uh, a client telling me, I trust you. Let me see what you got. That, that gives me so much joy because I feel then I can really bring, they can say no, we can compromise in between, but them just allowing me to put my creative juices into it. I think like seeing a plan come together, like a, project when it's done and you do mm-hmm. that final walkthrough makes me want to do more so it makes me more creative like you see your finish line yeah. you can see things that you can do better and, and you can't wait to get to the another one so i think that's my my mojo to, to move forward yeah what uh word or concept is overused these days the word or concept that's overused these questions are hard man what are all the cool <laughs> kids thinking and saying and sharing oh I don't know. Bro. 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 Both. Both. My daughter's friend was saying bra every two seconds. And I'm like, does she have one on? I have mine on. I don't understand what she means. See, my kids are too young. So, I mean, I don't really have one that pops in my head. I'm like working all the time. and I don't really know. I don't really know. Everything that I am involved in 24 hours a day, I love. So, I don't know. Uh, There's nothing that's overused? Nothing that's overused? Like in renovation lingo, you mean? Anything. Nothing that's overused. LVT. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now it's LVT. LVT, LVP. P. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Favorite curse word? Oh. We swear like truckers <laughs> at work. I'm the only girl with how many men? Yeah. I say the F word quite a bit. Mortadella. Mortadella. Yeah, it's not really a curse word, a but curse I mean word. it in a bad I way. Guess it could sound like a curse yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he'll say you're like you're being a mortadella. Mortadella. <laughs> which I don't even understand what Spicy that means. Spicy. Spicy mortadella. <laughs> bad. It's moldy. It's Obviously, it's fuck, but because uh, I use that the most, <laughs> but I didn't want to say it. But yeah. What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Maserati. Mm, I love the G wagon. Yeah. Love my G wagon. What do you guys miss from your childhood? Simplicity, the little family gatherings every Sunday and everything was closed and the simplicity of life going to your aunt. Remember when things were closed on Sundays? Yeah, that's how old I am. That's a good one. I miss that. 
I missed that yeah. Sunday was a shutdown day. It was a shutdown day for mm-hmm. everybody yeah. except for you to go to church and not fall asleep while your mom's like about to slap you in the backside of your head. In church. But honestly, <laughs> like just even gatherings of family. Now it's, you can't do that. It's hockey, it's basketball, it's tournaments. It's everything's on Sunday. You don't even have those, like sadly, you're seeing the majority of your family when somebody's passed away or weddings or something big. Yeah, get together. Like it was in well. every yeah. weekend thing. I well, miss men is usually the same suit anyway, right? So yeah, like I miss that one day being closed. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, like it yeah. gave everybody that everybody. We, we try in our family to do that Saturday dinner or Sunday with our parents. Still, like mm-hmm. we're still old school, but the extended family—that's what I miss the most. It's not it doesn't happen. It cousins getting mm-hmm. together as much. It's not like it used to be. It's like they're friends now. Before they were family, you know. Kind of. Well, maybe they just follow everybody on social media, so they know what's that too. What's well, right? that's yeah. also it as well, right? If you could master a skill outside of your own, what would it be? Master a skill outside of my own. Coding. Coding? Yeah. Coding? Yeah. Computer coding? Yeah. Software weird. Coding. Yeah. yeah, I could weird. use that. That would um, save me a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, golf. Golf. <laughs> That too, coding and golf. Coding and golf. He's gonna coding and golf. Are you just good at everything? Golf well, it's hard, it's hard being this perfect, Marco. No, I'm. I, I honestly don't know. You don't know what you want. I've worn so many different hats, right? Like work wise and did you hat do maker? It? Yeah, hat maker. I'll be a hat maker. Hat maker. It's hard when yeah. you're asked questions on the spot, eh? Yeah. Oh, I sent Damn it. That guys. was a hard you one. Did? I oh, I didn't get that. Oh, I sent it to you. You did. See, he was holding sure out. That's why I made him sing. See. Oh, jeez. Last question: If heaven exists, what would you guys like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You did good. Uh, that's what I was just gonna say. You can yeah. still say it. You did good. You did you good. You did good, and you made, you're a good you, dad. Yeah, you That's lived my a life I'm, I'm proud of. That's all yeah, I want in life. Yeah. I want my life to, you know, yeah. especially for my daughter, a life that she would be proud of for me. Awesome. That's an easy one. Good to meet you guys. Thanks so much. Great to meet you. I, uh, shop with us. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants awesome. to get a hold of you guys, and we'll put all the notes there. So everyone Perfect. Knows. That's it. But thank you very much. Thanks thank for having you. us. That's it. We're out of here. Thank you. Angelina.